0: Welcome to episode 212 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is a man who's sitting across the table from me. Because of time constraints, because of scheduling, because of, let's throw it in the bunch, COVID. Why not? <laughs> Randy Michaelstad is not here. In his stead is Russell John Fisher, who's controlling the board for this very intro, which we are in right now. Russell, how are you? What up? God, that was drawn out. <laughs> I, I thought I executed it quite well. It was beautiful. Thank you so much, Russell. How how are things? We just uh, we've had a long day so far. We had uh, boy, uh, three three. We've talked to three people today, yeah. not including Randy Michaelstad, who joins us in the intro for the program. But the uh, uh, three great guests. Uh, you know, we we went in for this week thinking we were going to have one, and then two just for burst, just out of <laughs> opportunity
1: yeah we got a lot of film fest to promote man right
0: double double up film fest uh oksana valerina osachi is here oksana hi how are you today i'm good what did you get any productive work done by the uh, 14 hours that russell and i were upstairs
2: <laughs> it was a lot of researching um what i'm gonna put into the intro all
0: right well, well okay yeah. I mean, you Let's really the, sold it
1: right there the Let's, fruits of the labor
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh this episode I, as i said we're, we're promoting two different film fest uh joining us in the intro um is uh, again and these are all returning guests uh these are all friends uh, current uh former guests current friends of the show uh joining us is uh benji carver uh telling us about uh, another hole in the heads uh what what is, what is the exact title that they've got for the new film festival?
2: Mr. Wholehead's Warped Dimension.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, Benji joins us uh, there in the intro uh, for a few moments, few moments, telling us about uh, Mr. Wholehead's Warped Dimension, um, and it's a, it's a, a live stream event that uh, another Hole in the Heads uh, is doing uh, in order to uh, you know uh, they're pivoting with the times. And the same with our friends over in Liverpool um, at Dead of Night Film Festival. Uh, Stu Jopio returns along with Chris Zombie King. Uh, It's been three years since we've had Stu on. And uh, Chris Ferris, a.k.a. Zombie King, a fixture on this show. Uh, Really our first superfan, our first international superfan. Chris, unfortunately, has listened to every uh, (laughs) sentence that we've said uh, several, uh, multiple times uh you know we we all have the same amount of time and how we use it is, is to our own personal discretion and if chris wants to be a great fan of this show uh i question it but yet i love him and appreciate it. you
1: it's denied petriarch. he was real when he first reached out but now he's he's become uh he's he's family and also stew was on so long ago that uh madeline was still alive and um Recently, they excavated a two sentence horror story from her that a uh, creepy Clark forgot to plug. Yes, sorry. So, sorry, yeah. Madeline. Uh Yeah, this week's uh, two sentence horror story brought to you
0: by Marbles. R.I.P. Uh, so, yeah, Stu, His first episode, his first appearance was episode seventeen uh, when he was talking about good tidings, um, and then he was on, uh, I believe, a year later yeah. Yeah. when episode- we recorded at Marbles' house. Episode uh, sixty. Episode sixty. Thank you for that, Maxon. Episode 60, which was filmed at uh, Marble's house uh, with her python loose. That is not a (laughs) euphemism. That's a real thing. And uh, I believe she found it behind the refrigerator because that's typically where they go because they're snakes.
2: (laughs) They're gross.
0: So before we throw it uh, to the intro and, uh, you know, again, I think it's another we're knocking on three hours for this. Uh, This is what it is now. Oksana, tell us how we can, uh, please, we are all looking forward to seeing uh, the fruits of your labor here. Oh
2: God. <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> um, so, I guess uh, you'll hear it more later in the episode, but the day this episode goes live, it's opening night of another Hole in the Heads Warped Dimension Film Festival, which will be running until the 29th. You can get $10 day passes or $50 festival badge. At ahith.com. The next day, uh, Native Sun opens at the Balboa's Virtual Cinema. It was originally released in um, 1951 and it was heavily censored by regional censor boards. It was restored to uh, completion by Kino Lorber, which they did by combining. Um, it combined the 16 millimeter Argentinian print with an incomplete 35 duplicate negative print um, to put it back together and make it look better. (laughs) Um, So it's set in 1940s Chicago. It's about a young black man who takes a job as a chauffeur for a white family and ends up accidentally killing their teenage daughter and then trying to cover it up. It's based on a book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was, Are you
0: nervous? What the hell's going I, on? I
2: always get nervous when I talk. Um,
0: You've done it for uh, 212 <laughs> times.
2: Yeah, it's, it does not get easier. So, um, Yeah, it's based on a book that came out in 1940, I think. So Ugh. So that's going to be at the Balboa um, Virtual Cinema. The next day, um, Saturday, the yeah, 26th. Yeah, it's a Richard, Richard Wright novel. Yeah, I've I've never read any of his books. He's never wrong.
0: I did not read Native Son, but I did read Black Boy um, as a young white boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's Richard Wright. I wanted to confirm that. I wasn't sure if it was Richard Wright, but uh, it was. Okay, continue.
2: Yes, it was. Um, So this week should have been opening sometime this week because I've seen conflicting dates online. Um, It should be opening night of Fantastic Fest. Which was canceled and removed from their website and then subsequently went virtual and was put up on another website um so starting the 26th until october 1st they're going to be doing live screenings um and they're mostly free you guys what (laughs) i don't know you guys like i'm Blanking right now in all my notes. Um, so, there's words.
0: Yeah, you the- have the ability to read. <laughs> so, you just combine those two things.
2: So, all you need is an Alamo on Demand account. You reserve your spot. Um, some of them are limited and might fill up, but um, that was partially what I was doing before while you guys were recording is I set up my own. I didn't have an Alamo on Demand account. So, I set one up and um, reserved a couple movies. Which I guess are just gonna show up um, the day that they air. They oh, no. air live, so a lot of them I think they're free if you watch them live, but you have to like rent them if you miss the live screening. So what did you rent? Is it cat related? No, I don't All think right. they had any cat-related movies. Good. <laughs> I didn't write down any of the stuff I <laughs> any of the stuff I reserved. Um, but so if you go to it's Alamo on Demand. Um, all you need is to set up an account.
0: Perfect. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those to podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not even my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hours available on Facebook as the Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hours available on Instagram as the Overlook Theater. And the Overlook Hours available on Twitter as the Overlook Hour. Find us, like us, comment, tell a
1: friend, tell an enemy. Russell. Uh, download amazon music we're there too
0: yes we are we
1: talk about it on the show long talks with bezos
3: long talks with bezos.
0: <laughs> all right all right for russell randy Stu, chris oxana Bidgie, i'm clark little until episode 213 have fun lollipops i don't know what that voice was yeah, i didn't like it. i didn't like it either randy keep it in office with myself seated at my desk. The caption above read, select all squares with ghosts in them. What a creepy tale. Did you like that, Randy?
4: I did. Also, does that mean that the person in the square is a square too? Is that a joke?
0: Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Gotta select
4: all squares.
0: (laughs) Speaking of beauties, what are you doing later, Randy? You wanna hang out or something?
4: Absolutely nothing. I've not seen anyone in months.
3: What about me? I just be hanging out in my basement later.
4: Um. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about going into a stranger's basement. I know I'm like 32 years old, but.
0: Stranger, I've been on the show for three weeks now.
4: Yeah, that's She's true. I guess closer. i I've met your I've met your uh, your audio body, but not your corporeal body. It's the same. It, he's looked pretty good looking. I don't. I I, I guess I'll I'll i like take your eyes,
3: Danny DeVito.
4: <laughs> I can hair. be talked into anything. So if we just keep talking, I'll probably
1: just do it.
0: All right, this conversation
1: bores me. Goodbye. All right, Randy. <laughs> I think he just blew it. He had a good opportunity to get laid there. Yeah, man. He was down (laughs) on the party. And, you know, uh, how do you describe uh, Creepy Clark? Um, He's got three legs, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Randy, you still there? He's got a tripod.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, with a (laughs) Zen (laughs) caster. I don't
4: know. (laughs) Gotta flick that pod bean. Oh, damn. <laughs> cool. All right, Randy. We need a
1: cue for that. Uh, yeah, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll isolate it <laughs> later. Um. Well, fuck. What have you been up to, Randy? I haven't talked to you. I talk to Clark every day. Unfortunately. Not much, man. You know, same old shit. Y- you got movies to talk about later? Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of us doesn't, really.
4: I, uh, I signed up for another streaming service this week, so I have access to Canopy through my uh, library card.
1: Yeah, that, that's free,
4: though. Whoa, right? bro, yeah. you got
0: a library card?
4: I did. They actually make it really easy for you to do so from your computer. Now you just like fill out a, a form and then you email your local library and say, Hey, uh, here's my form. I would like a card, please. <laughs> that
0: sounds like too much. work. I have a library card from 20 years ago. Does that count? Yeah. I don't know if that'll work or not. Mm. You could try it. Also, I may have an overdue book, uh, overdue book, an overdue
1: <laughs> an overdue book 20 years ago. I All probably
0: right. do too, but
4: I have a, I'm in a new library now, so maybe they overlooked it.
1: Yeah. Hey.
0: Oh, overlook out. Keeping it on brand, baby. All right. You got anything you want to talk about up top? Um, yes. Uh, do you want to go right into that? Or do you want to talk about? No, you know,
1: I should plug. I should plug that. Uh, we are on a new platform now. And I know everybody's been waiting for this one. Actually, I'm very confused. And I don't know who's actually going to listen to this. But we're now on Amazon Music, Randy. Oh,
0: cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we should say that this is actually a big announcement that Russell's actually underselling this, that that we have been in talks with Bezos and his team for quite some time uh, for this move. And, you know, we we got hung up on some, uh, of course, there were some contract negotiations that, um, you know, either one of us wasn't going to budge. And frankly, um, this took several months and a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears uh, over getting this. uh, Finally, Bezos realized that he needs us. Um, and again, after these these very long negotiations, uh, we were able to uh, to get the
1: demands that we needed. Yeah, and um, like Rogan will soon be canceled <laughs> <laughs> as they pull us from our platform. But yeah, Amazon. Uh, if you pay seven ninety nine a month, you can listen to Amazon Music. But again, if you listen to this show, you probably got Amazon Prime and you can listen to it for free. I'll be honest. I tried to figure out how to find our podcast on there. I couldn't do it. Actually, it just asked, <laughs> it asked me for a our, for our password. What a great selling. I know, word. right? I, I went on there, and it was like, oh, you want to log in to Amazon Prime? What's the password? And then I locked myself out. And you Dang. know, when you lock yourself out, the next step is you want to create a new one? And then I just imagined every fucking TV in this house, all the computers needing to re-log in with the new. I was like, no, fuck it. So I don't know. If, if somebody figures it out, let me know. Don't look at me. <laughs> you know I'm not going to figure it <laughs> well, out. Well, I don't listen I to I just the show. talked about
0: how I can't get the email <laughs> ding to get off on my computer. I know. We'll figure it out, though. Also, my, it is
1: a Mac. So.
4: My sister regularly uses Amazon Music rather than Apple or Spotify, so I'll see if she can find it.
1: Oh, shit. Are oh, you going to have to apologize to her.
0: <laughs> D- does she have
1: an iPhone?
4: Uh, no, she's got
0: an Android. Well, th- 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 there we go. There we go. I, I was I briefly, and this is not something that I openly admit. So you know, I feel like I'm in safe company right now. But I was a subscriber for to Amazon Music for one month after I had uh, gotten my uh, Alexa for free because I gave my mother a doorbell for Christmas and it came <laughs> with that. Um, Alexa's the worst, by the way.
1: I know her. You, you fight with her like you're dating. She hogs she <laughs> the Bluetooth. I could be listening
0: to my headphones, and then the, it would go out because it, it went over to Alexa.
1: She, she steals it. Yeah.
0: I have to go and change it again. Why did you get it? Just because it was free? It was free. Why is it on, though? And I didn't give it to my mother, because I would rather them spy on me than my mother, because I'm protecting <laughs> yeah. my mother. You thought it was cool, and you're like, this is tight. I didn't pay a dime for it. It came know. with the ring doorbell. Why, why'd you turn it on? It was a package. Here's the thing. It didn't, when I moved in this house, I did not pair it with the um, Wi-Fi for a year. And then something happened and I had to pair it with the Wi-Fi and now it's just ruining my life.
1: <laughs> now it's everywhere? <laughs> if you use it as a Bluetooth, it's fine. She talks to you while you're driving your car. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> deprogram it. Yeah, so Amazon Prime. There, there's our plug. All right, so we have a an interesting we got a
0: special intro for you this week. So in a few moments, uh Benji Carver, who's been on the show before, uh Benji, local filmmaker, he's got uh he's had
1: uh one how many films has he shown it off? Just one? Uh ooh, maybe two. I don't know. I think one. God, it feels like a decade ago. It it honestly yeah. is just it's like a lifetime ago. It does. <laughs> um Benji's going
0: to be joining us because he's, uh, he's hosting a special event uh, through another Hole in the Head film festival. So he's going to be coming on here in a few moments uh, to tell us about that. So we're going to take a quick break when he joins us. Uh, but we've got a few more things that I think we can knock out before Benji joins us on the show. One of those things is a segment that uh, we've done a few times. Uh, the Anytime that we get an email, we want to share that with you. So uh, we have our female bag because we want to be all-inclusive. Uh, the female bag this week is from at Fat Boy Scootin' on Instagram. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, fat Boys says, first off, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Listen every week, but due to what Clark said with his violin skills, I would like to know where to send a violin to hear Clark play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Please advise and keep up the amazing work. Love what you guys and lady are doing. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Fat Boys Scootin'. Um, So, Fat Boys, let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it it is 100% true that from ages 3 to 7, I played the violin. And uh, when I started playing the violin, you start off just holding, learning how to hold it. So, my mother made... Uh, like a little stock violin and made out of a cereal box and a ruler.
1: No way. So
0: you can learn like neck placement. Yeah. It's all very important. And and you know finger control and all that stuff. So I have not played the violin in nearly thirty years. <laughs> so I can,
1: that was a gross exaggeration. Please do not send a violin. I don't know. I feel like we double down on that. If he sends you a fucking violin you learn how to play Twinkle Twinkle. If he sends a violin then yes I will do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, my sister, she kept up with it more than I did. Um, now, just between us, and I don't think she's going to fight it. I was much more talented. But she kept up with it. Um, so I don't think she does anymore. But uh, we still have some violins. Uh, I believe I still have my first violin, which is a tiny, tiny violin. You,
1: you have it at your parents' house? Yeah, my or mom's got it. Next to your fedora? God, that's a bit... I don't even think it ever was on the show. It was on the show a lot. You would not let it go. Oh, okay, good. Fucking fedoras are dumb. I left my fedora in Mississippi.
0: I still stand by my fedora. That's a nice fedora.
1: <laughs> what do you yeah. have against fedoras? They're dumb. What about the little Newsies hat? Oh, I don't like those either. Is is Wait, a newsy hat? Is that um just like the golfing hat that Coot would wear all the time? Yeah. I fucking hate those, too. I used to have one of those. Did not... It didn't... Uh-uh. I'm not a hat fan. I didn't like it. I'm a huge hat fan. I used to be. Love hats. I think there's a, our high school did a senior night video, and I think you can see me in a beanie and a hoodie matching uh, both red stained, spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was tight. A little skull cap. What do you,
0: what do you have against, I, I haven't seen you in a hat.
1: I used to wear them. I was, um, oh my God, what was my size? Is like it the seven hair and, now? Yeah, my hair's too thick. Yeah. It's not a bad problem, but I mean, I only want, I only like fitted hats too. I'm oh, very, really? Bay Area, I'm very Bay Area. You don't like a button? No, I fucking hate a button. The, I mean, the clickies are yeah. the, uh. It feels like there's a lack of commitment there. Like, oh, I've got this off the rack and anybody could wear it. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the straps. Yeah, fucking strap. The trucker <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. yeah it, it
0: turns into, I, I, I like, a, why do I need a weebolo badge to learn how to fucking yeah. tighten my cap a little bit? Cause I got a
1: haircut. Anyway, before we get too far away from it, female bag, I will tell you it is like a fresh shot of heroin. It is like a morning line of cocaine. It is what is happening. I'm ju- I'm I'm describing the euphoria okay, I get. What about a nice glass of <laughs> freshly squeezed orange juice? And um, I'll just tell you the rush that I get to my heart. It's so good. It's so uh, we don't we don't know Fat Boy Scootin', Uh or maybe we do. Well, I, I have no idea. But uh, I just. I encourage everybody out there. If you feel compelled to say uh, how terrible we are, or you know, nice things, and want to send us a violin, please do. Oksana, ro- she when I was waking up today, she rolled over and was like, "Hey, we got a, we got an email." You Why know, are like you
0: a- telling people to send us violin? No,
1: no, not that. I'm just saying the uh, just knowing that you know us shouting into the void is reaching people's ears is the most rewarding feeling, and. uh... I encourage it. Russell, let me explain something to you. And, th- th- and you are,
0: you're a loving person. You're a giving person. Oh, yeah. Keep going. But
1: <laughs> when you get to the end zone, cool. act I, like you've been there before. Nah. When I score, I like to do a dance.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> but, but don't do the dance like you're, oh, I'm doing you're right. a dance. You're correct.
1: It's like I, you've ap- danced before, baby. I apologize to our audience. I'll never do it again.
0: I have some confidence. Randy, tell, tell
1: Russ how to have some confidence.
4: Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's part of the bit, right? <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, before, before we talk to Benji, I just wanted to tease something. Oh boy. Something we'd been talking about a bunch. And we finally watched it. And I got a little hint. And I, I themed. Not only did we watch it, I think it's the only thing I watched this week, which uh, I
0: don't know what that right? means. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's w- that's rare. I don't know how you only watched one movie, dude. Yesterday I, did, I didn't watch. Yesterday was a wash. So w- we'll talk more about this, um, but Russell, myself, Oksana, don't say it.
1: I just want to okay, tease. Okay, okay.
0: Russell, myself, Oksana, Chuggy, and Terrell. We all watched an event. Oh, okay. That's a um, well,
1: So you watch like a couple
0: things. On Friday night. And it was uh, the second edition of Your Mom's House Live, which we watched, which aired at 5 p.m., but we, we watched it. God, what time we started, Around 10? Oh, it was like 10. Yeah, like 9.45. Yeah, around 10. And uh, Randy, this event was three and a half hours long? A uh, Three and a half. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't go to bed till 2.15
1: on Friday. Jeez.
0: Which and I was not that tired.
1: I you saw me? I I wasn't sleepy at all. Well, me and you were wide awake. Yeah. I everybody I think it took out everybody else. Well, I was glad it took out one person <laughs> in particular. <laughs> and we got a clip later. Uh, we'll tease oh, yeah. that. But I also wanted to tease something. The other movie I watched with you. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I again, I'll apologize on air. Uh I had a, a game idea last week. You know, it was a very popular song. Usually we're not that hack. But we've been talking a lot about doing a video component to the show, and I got too excited. So I ended up playing like six videos in a row for our audio show. And then, you know, Randy scolding me, trying to figure <laughs> out the rules to this uh, quote-unquote game. It just it didn't sit well. So I've tapered it down. You know, I only got a couple of clips. They're related to film this time. I just want to apologize. And uh, again, I, I dug up an 11-year-old talking about the movie. And uh, very brief. Here, I'm just going to play this.
3: A pedophile at the
5: Sundance Festival had charges of sexual assault against a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> a pedophile at the Sundance Film Festival had charges against a. I, I already forgot.
0: No, but I thought you said an oh, an eleven-year-old
1: mate talked said. Oh this. yes, that girl is clearly. Uh, she might even be younger than those kids that were assaulted.
0: So you know, I, I thought I, I I thought this was an 11 you know, year <laughs> old pedophile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that mean? I don't think that would count. But so okay, I, I, now I listen to a lot of political radio, and I'm not going to get into it. But Greta Thunberg, she was you know like an uh, a, an environmentalist, but she was very young when she got uh, appointed very powerful positions briefly, uh-huh. and. The thing was people found out later her parents were writing everything for her. So this like 11-year-old oh, girl Oh really? Yeah, on Facebook and I didn't stuff. Know people that. people looked through the algorithm and saw that it yeah. Well, anyway. Type. I I couldn't tell if this girl had the same shit going on. Um take a look at her. She's like right 8 through 11 would be a fair guess. And uh in the description of her video Here I'm going to read it. This is a quote. In this video, I am analyzing Cuties, the Netflix movie, and the extreme pedophilia in this movie. I talk about the narrative and show some of the scenes. I censor one of the scenes because it was so bad. We need to do something about this clear exploitation. Hashtag save our children. Hashtag cuties. Hashtag cancel Netflix. What a tease. Did, she, did she write that? Or is that like uh, parents who are grammarly challenged? She wrote it. Okay. Then she is pretty articulate. I've listened to that whole thing. There's not much there, but I hadn't heard that one of the co-founders of Sundance actually got um, charged with pedophilia shit. Um, he's looking at six years to life. Uh, that story's like a year old, and then he got charged again with another thing. So I don't know, but he—I guess him and Robert Redford—founded uh, a uh, Sundance. Oh, really? Yeah, but this guy hasn't been connected to it in 20 well, you years. You know, you know, actually, where they
0: founded Sundance Comet Pizza. Oh, <laughs> is that located on Epstein
1: Island? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only restaurant you can go Honestly, to there. Yeah. So you pull that footage up. Oh, man. I got, uh, I found a gem too. So, okay, of course, Randy, do you know what film I'm teasing? Yeah, you already said it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, hashtag. It was in there. Just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I got it okay also they
4: should I, spell it with a q instead of a c because you know q oh nice
3: nice
1: right. so i got i only pulled a couple of clips i think we got time for one more right do we want to know what no no we'll save it we'll save it for after
0: welcome back uh we've got our guest on for this intro You've heard him on here before. You'll hear him again, and you'll hear him right now. It's Benji Carver. Benji.
5: Hey, what's going on there, Clark and Russell and Randy, out there in the Overlook Theater, out there or the Overlook? <laughs>
0: Benji, Pot- how are you These days, we got, we got, we can't breathe outside. We've got orange sky, Blade Runner outside. How, how are things over there in the East Bay?
5: It's 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 green. I think it's green. It, that's what the science tells me, or the, at least the uh, the Bezos boxes and and Apple boxes tell me. So.
0: <laughs> it is a beautiful day over here. I will say in in the San Bruno Mountains, everything good over there with you guys.
5: Oh uh, yeah,
1: the air's a little better.
5: A little bit. It's a. Uh, I mean, you can open your windows. So I mean, that's an improvement, I guess.
1: Yeah, we're not <laughs> chewing the air anymore.
5: That's right. Yeah. But actually, uh, um, Clark and Russell and Randy, I'm I'm in the warp dimension. Not, I'm not just in the East Bay. I've been building the warp dimension, <laughs> so so I'm stuck in it right now. That's what I've been telling folks.
0: So the I've warp here... dimension,
5: the warp dimension. Yep.
0: What? Tell us uh, a little bit about that.
5: Well, uh, there's this guy named Mister Holehead. He uh, gave me a call back when uh, the covids first started up, and he was like, uh, "I think we can uh, make a film festival." out of all this, but you got to build me a, uh, a set or a, a warp dimension. And, uh, and then it kind of came from there. AKA, uh, George Cascallion Jr. is Mr. Holehead. So <laughs> if you if like you're a, wondering,
1: this, a quantum leap bit or something, what are we doing?
5: I guess so. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I'm just going to massage it in.
0: Because I'm not the most technologically (laughs) savvy person. So if someone (laughs) were to... uh, uh, And Abidji, I think you are much more technically... intelligent than i am in this regard so i'm glad that the burden is with you and not with me because if someone were say, you know build me a warp dimension i just don't know if i have the bandwidth for that i don't know how much ram that uses so what are the responsibilities with constructing a warp dimension for mr holehead
5: um lots and lots of cardboard boxes for, for one oh. um and Christmas lights or Halloween lights, depending on what you got in the, in the Christmas. Wait, wait, wait,
0: stop. What do you mean? Is there a difference between Halloween lights and, and Christmas lights? Aren't they just
5: lights? Um, they're <laughs> different in color and shade and in filter. Yeah, so, it
1: makes sense that you don't know because you're colorblind.
0: Christmas lights are every color.
1: No. Yes. Usually white, blue, red, green. What other colors are there? Orange. Orange is the same.
0: I'm
5: colorblind. And purple. <laughs> and purple. Don't forget it's purple. It's all a beautiful cornucopia. <laughs> it's no, uh, it's but- like candy corn. So <laughs> cornucopia
3: is pretty good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: so Benji, you're not just doing a bit; you're actually like what you're transforming a uh, dungeon you had in your place into a YouTube live stream stage. Or what's going on?
5: Yeah, so it's um it's live via Zoom webinar, and uh, Mr. Hole, AKA uh, George Castallion Jr. of Another hole in the head presents. Um, him and I are coming together, and we've been essentially just going to transform the internet's uh, from September twenty fourth to the 29th, live via Zoom webinar. So, so, yeah. so, what
0: you're hosting this? You're showing films. What's going? What What is the the entails of the event? Behold, so, I'm not. Happy.
5: Yes, <laughs> it's it's been, it's been a wild ride because uh, we are actually having a free preview night. This probably doesn't count for the this this podcast, um, but that's uh tonight at five pm. We yeah. attempted yesterday to have it <laughs> at five, but uh, the World dimension just wasn't ready for it. But um, but what we have is over 140 shorts and features um, that are coming to you live one time only uh, on the September 24th through 29th. So we have. Uh, things a lot of things from troma uh documentaries like vhs Master 2 um troma's future filmmakers to be reckoned with a whole slab of uh short films uh from the new new people out there in uh, the east coast and uh as well as uh the slashing the final beginning aka the slashing 2 and mutant blast the award winning uh international troma film as well uh that'll be on monday at 9 p.m. Uh, at the 28th. Uh, additional to that. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of other programs as well. Things that we titled for shorts. Uh, the Standard Assorted Flavors. If you know the Another Hole in the Head Film Festival. That is a, a deep one of our deep cuts. Uh, I call them. And uh, some great other features. Such as Backwoods. A film shot in Mobile, Alabama. And just a bunch of horny teenagers getting slashed up. Uh, <laughs> in the backwoods of Mobile, Alabama. And uh, Whoa, hold on.
0: on right now. Oh. I've been in the backwoods of Mobile, Alabama. That's <laughs> not where you want to be.
5: <laughs> well, we got a movie coming right from you live. Um, <laughs> hey, on, uh,
1: so I, have you seen the whole collection that you're showing?
5: So I have not seen every single one. It's over 140 shorts and features that we've looked through. So it's uh, us and a few others that have checked through it. But I have two uh, programs that I just made called. Benji's Cosmic Finds 1 and 2. Yeah and that one will be uh Cosmic Finds 1 and uh 1 will be playing 3 p.m. uh Pacific Standard Time, I should say, also since it's live on the internets. Um on Saturday the 26th, and then uh 5 p.m. on Monday the 28th, uh Benji's uh Cosmic Finds 2. And that one's more of my international kind of find. Uh stuff so we have from Mexico and Indonesia and whatnot and that one's that one's the feel good one the feel good uh the feel good one the first one is a uh kind of a mixture of what what i learned from this is very much inspired by uh tom green's uh show in some ways i feel and this uh the first uh cosmic finds was uh made out of um my watching late 90s 2000s mtv total request live to the tom green show and all that so, and just,
0: so are these are these shorts or clips that you've curated and put into this block?
5: Yes. The the, the these are mostly short films. There's a couple that are like two, two, three minute clips of like trailer parks that are in like Melbourne, Australia, and stuff like that. And uh skate skate parks in, in Michigan. That's a great one. Uh the Saga of the J Boys, Snapolis, which is an experimental I, thing.
1: I opened that up right now and I was gonna ask you about it. Can you talk a little bit about that?
5: Um, Snapulous, the 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 short that short or yeah yeah. So it's interesting. Snippulous, uh is it it's Snappleus or <laughs> I Should know. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. So uh, for that one, which is interesting, uh, it came to me. I didn't see it originally in our submissions, uh, but another of our programmer, Romany Adams, was like, "I think you might like this. This seems to be up your age group, Alley or something like that." Um. And so with Snappleus, it's essentially in this genre of films that have been kind of slowly getting more acknowledged, called experimental essay films, and particularly they are considered documentaries on top of that. Uh primarily, you can maybe make an experimental essay that's fictionalized recreation, maybe go the Errol Morris route, uh per se. But um but this one's about a group of friends, it's old, you know, skate footage of friends in Michigan, I think Dearborn. Or um, Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan, and just sort of their friends that they've had over time. They're, they're Im- these images of them skating and going through drain pipes and just doing and going into the M- uh, Vans Warp Tour, which I thought was really funny. You see a lot of those. Yeah. No, uh, dude, the,
1: your little synopsis there is great. It says, A meld of memory and present reflection about adolescence during the new metal and skateboarding days of the early aughts.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, I didn't mean to derail you there. I've just we're scrolling through your programming mm-hmm. and uh it looks like you got a lot of great stuff. Now, in in the COVID quarantine era, uh Film fest are trying to figure out, you know, what they're doing. And I know early on you guys were talking about maybe delaying the festival proper to hopefully have people come into a theater, but it seems like you got so much on here that that might be out.
5: So um Dear listeners, we have uh the actual festival itself Another Hole in the Head will be happening in December but it'll be a different format and this will be its own thing. I'm it's me and George are going to be really the the head people behind this and we're trying to do this at least twice a year, the Mr. Hole Head warped dimension. Oh, right. So, um yeah, the the Another Hole in the Head film festival itself is is very different. Uh, and we've gotten some amazing submissions so far this year. Uh one film I don't want to Say that we have, but a uh, fried berry. I'm really excited. Got submitted to our festival, and I really hope to be playing that uh, in December. Um, you guys have f- featured that film as well, and I think that's yes, a I great know. film.
1: Oh yeah, dude did you did you hear Ryan Kruger when he came on here?
5: I didn't. I saw your guys's um. Your photos, I think it was, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago. Right. So I've been in the warp dimension, just building <laughs> and I had time, not time for much stuff other than like, cool Instagram. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> so, um, but, uh, I've been following that movie for a couple years. Cause he, he used to put little clips and that actor, whoever he, who he is, who I guess is not a, he's just some guy he found in South Africa my God, that movie is just amazing. <laughs> so.
0: so, Primarily. Yeah. Um, he is a, uh, an extra. So he is, um, he's, he's made a living being an extra and then, uh, Ryan just got him and, uh, that I need you to be the star of my movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have a weird face.
5: So it would be kind of cool if this, uh, this happens, you know, again, um, it'll be in a different, uh, format and range and stuff like that. Mr. Whole work warped dimension, um, next year. But I, I really hope to even also feature that film as well. I think that's uh, perfect for this kind of thing what we're trying to pull off here uh, this coming week. So. Now,
0: we we're also, we're, we're scrolling, Russell is uh, generally scrolling through everything mm-hmm. that you've got here uh, for the festival. I'm looking at something now. I, I need confirmation here. Is there a short called The Elvis Room that features Corbin Burnson?
5: Yes, indeed, sir. And uh, it is one of my favorites. Uh, my good friend, uh, Andrew Swartz, who directed it? He also has another short called Rawl. Um, um I he's a he's a great director. Um and it's a crazy little film that he actually shot inside the celebrity Scientology uh, hotel. So um really? it, just, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder with that movie, the Elvis Room.
0: How did how did he have access to that?
5: So that's actually how this Andrew and I met. Um, through Scientology. Um, and I'd like to tell you more, uh, Clark and, Ray- and Russell. No one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Would
5: you like to come to my,
0: uh, <laughs> <that second> <laughs> <link>. <laughs>
5: no. Um, so, um, Andrew came to the festival of another home that had 2017 with this short, the Elvis room. And, um, uh, we were doing the Q and a, and everyone was like, where did you get this hotel? And he's like, actually it was at the celebrities, uh, Celebrity Center Scientology Church, and I'm like, oh man, like okay this guy's into some weird stuff um and he's actually there is a hotel that regular good old folks like ourselves Randy Russell Clark, we can go in and check in and we don't have to you know take a an hour tour of that video or whatever um to you know and able to access this, but it, essentially it's a it's a regular hotel that's very you know old school style because it used to be uh an old Hollywood used as a Hotel for a lot of celebrities before Scientology uh, owned it, and uh, yeah, he he's just um, he has a lot of film connections. Andrew um, he used to be Wes Craven's uh, assistant for many years as well, so uh, he was able to shoot inside there um, for the Elvis room. So perfect. All right. So, so how
0: how can people? So what's the deal? Do you get individual tickets? You get the whole thing? How's this work been?
5: So we're definitely learning trial and error a little bit on this, this one festival. So we did. We do have $10 all-day tickets. So you buy one, whether it be for the Elvis Room or for Assorted Flavors or for the Night of the Rumpus or, or whatever have you. You get the whole day. The whole day, it's to you. So uh, you can watch as much as you like. Saturday and Sunday are the best nights. Uh, because it's t- over twelve hours of content coming to you live streaming, um, but the real good deal is—and we just started this a couple of days ago—is it's fifty dollars for a whole festival pass, so six days, fifty dollars, and you get a, essentially you get a day for free um, when you buy that. So
1: that's not a bad deal. No. Ten dollars for a whole day.
5: Yeah, and a lot, and all this stuff. Mm, from what we know, most of it is not available anywhere else. Uh some of this can't even be shown because of copyright issues on other places. So I think uh I'm I'm really excited to see what people think and and yeah, see me go crazy in the warp dimension. Uh each day I'm doing a theme that I'm dedicated to something from Joe Bob Briggs to Jerry Lewis to 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 furries and stuff. So
1: (laughs) Ooh, I don't know man. We're in we're in cancel culture world. I heard Joe Bob got cancelled.
5: Uh he had COVID.
0: Oh, God canceled and, him. Well, <laughs> Jerry Lewis's heart canceled him.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
5: I thought it was his five kids that he disowned. <laughs> <Did> he? <laughs>
1: All right, I like him. All right, now Benji, you're building yeah. a pet. So are you going to do like? Are you going to be like a, a horror host in between films, or are you doing live content? Do you have interviews lined up? You need up? Creepy Clark to come help out. Oh, shit. <laughs>
5: I thought it was Grandma Clark last time. <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's similar to the Joe Bob setup um, in between each of the sh- uh, shorts, uh, blocks, and features. We do have Q&As. Um, the short... Uh, you had
3: two anons?
5: What
0: was that? <laughs> we had two anons.
5: An- anons or anons? Okay. <laughs> Never
0: mind.
3: Bit. <laughs> did
5: Andy. I cut out? You Sorry. Did. I don't know. My brain isn't that sharp. <laughs> so, um, right, Q&As. Q&As. Uh, yeah, no, no, no QAnons. <laughs> now there I get it. Know. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, oh, Sorry, I was going to do a bit. Uh, we're not showing cuties, okay? So just, just leave me alone. <laughs> so,
3: right. um, right. You brought it up. Have you, you, seen, have up. you seen cuties?
5: Um, my girlfriend has. She actually said it was pretty good.
1: So we'll be um, talking about it more, but yeah, give it a go. Yeah, you have to listen to our podcast again, Benji, because we're gonna break it down later.
5: <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, no.
6: Here's we here's have- a movie.
5: Here's a movie that I wanted to talk about that definitely got on the the four chan is a uh, Murder, Death, Korea Town. Uh, I, I do love that movie that you guys both f- f- featured at the unnamed film festival. Hell yeah! That, oh my god, that that movie's amazing. Q yeah, is um,
1: actually an executive producer, so.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm not surprised <laughs> so
1: so yeah benji now you're you're saying that you're doing this via zoom right mm-hmm. now i uh, how's the connection you know zoom freaks me out i watch toast i know ghosts are available over it and i know <laughs> that the internet can drop but you guys got a safety net there what's going on
5: we do and that's something that's interesting that happened on our free preview night yesterday. Um we were trying to use a different program that we normally haven't, because we've been doing weekend shows since April. Yeah, that um, that were just you know highlighting movies we liked or things that had been in the past. Um, so uh, George Costellian Jr., aka Mister head has a hard line in his uh in his basement, so he'll be he'll be the our main person on that end, and that actually runs really well. Like we just played the New York Ripper uh, last weekend hell yeah and that looked great uh that looked great from that so we we definitely have that but that's kind of the fun thing about doing it this time only is you know instead of doing a twitch stream or eventive which i think eventive if you've seen that streaming format i think it's great for festivals yeah what have you um sf doc fest has happened and i've been really pl- happy with that seeing that stuff um is that I think it's kinda of like host a little bit, like it's live, like there's gonna be little wire little ticks and little weird things. It's all live, so things might fall down. It's like it, it's an unexpected show we're really going for. That's like the warp dimension kind of thing like that. Um with COVID, of course, you know, I uh, can't get as many guests uh, with me, so it's just gonna be me locked into the warp dimension by myself. Uh but uh we'll definitely have Q and A's and and certain guests coming in be it live via via the satellites, internets and whatnot.
0: Well, I mean, look again. Uh, Creepy Clark's been working on a, a tight five-minute stand-up set, so you know, <laughs> oh. you just let him know.
5: Um, yes, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk, Creepy Clark, uh, after this recording. So
0: I'll, I'll, again, I'm Creepy Clark's. Uh,
5: this liaison. is Clark Little.
1: Yeah, Creepy yeah. Clark's locked up right now.
5: Oh yeah, I, I was wondering. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Benji. Benji. Uh, what What's going on with East of Lake Merritt? Are you guys um, in hiatus, or what's going on?
5: We're in hiatus at this time. Um, that's okay. I, really all I can say. Um, are, uh, the other uh, co-hosts, they unfortunately had to move um, out of Oakland, so uh, we are in hiatus at this time. All right.
1: So, what state did they go to? <laughs>
5: um, no, they went down to San Diego, which is, I guess, its own state, because I guess everything's open down there. Wow. So. Is
1: it really? They traded teams? Huh? They went from blue to red. I did.
5: I I guess so. They're from they're from that area originally. So, um so yeah. So we will be back um probably with a different name since we won't be broadcasting out of the East of Lake Merritt Oakland apartment. Uh that we yeah. have
0: so um Diego when- quite far away from Lake Merritt. <laughs>
5: I, my suggestion for a title, which I think is why they're like, I don't know what, what we're doing with this, is was three men and a little podcast, but um, I don't know <laughs> if there's someone that has that, so maybe QAnon wouldn't like that either,
3: like that?
5: <laughs> so, um, but um, I have been doing um, the Kid Glove Killer Hour, which um, we'll be highlighting more, but that's like a Zoom interview Q&A um, video one came up. Uh, we did the violent kind 10 year anniversary for with another hole in the head, and uh, that's up on YouTube. So that's that's kind of like a splinter off of East of Lake Merritt. So. Oh,
0: nice! And that that's all on YouTube.
5: That's so, on YouTube. Kid Glove Killer Hour is the uh, is the moniker or the name at tag, <laughs> what have you?
0: Well, Benji, one more time, uh, tell us uh, the link for the the fest, what the dates are, and uh, how you can uh, check it out.
5: Yes, indeed, uh, Little Clark. Not Creepy Clark, right? <laughs> so um, we have uh, Mr. Hole in the Head's Warped Dimension coming to you live online six days only at um, com and at via live via Zoom webinar. And it will be from September 24th to the 29th. Uh, six days only. This version of it, it's gonna be a wild, wild ride. We got movies from all over the world and from trauma and stuff that makes you scream, makes you hurl, makes you scared, makes you laugh, makes you cry, and just makes you feel like little burning inside. So <laughs> <there you go. laughs> burn the burn could be good. The burn could be bad. I don't know. It's an interpretation bad,
1: of your position,
5: a <laughs> <laughs> perspective
0: well <laughs> Benji, uh thanks so much for coming on man uh this is so this is great this is a great thing I'm, I'm glad that you guys are are pivoting with the times mm-hmm. trying to figure out how people can uh you know continue with uh, uh you know this film festival lifestyle that we're, we're accustomed to here in the bay area so you've got to go out and find different avenues and I, i'm super excited that you guys are thinking outside the box and, and having things like this available
5: Thank, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Cause I, it's we're in the new world, man. It's all, it's all happening. So, <laughs>
0: I haven't. I mean, I've seen you. I think as recently as I've seen Randy. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sounds about right. Yeah, that's how, that's how the world is, man. Randy, Randy doesn't want to come and hang out anymore.
5: <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, but Randy cares. It, it, that's the that's the first time when someone doesn't someone doesn't want to hang out with you? They care. <laughs> so, yeah, this is true. So. Yeah.
0: All right, Benji, thanks so much, man.
5: All right, see you guys. All
0: right, well, thank you to Benji uh, for joining us for uh, you know the the hole in the head. Uh, that's great. As I said, uh, you know we we gotta be creative in these times. We gotta find new venues, and I'm glad that he and George, uh, you know, have, have got this avenue to go down. Is, is Benji's going to be hosting uh, the event for two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and we were on a we we're on a pretty tight time limit today. So there are three things that didn't come up in that interview that I think are super important. At least they would sell me on a ticket. One, Zoom is notorious for just not being a great platform. And I checked out a couple of their live streams um, earlier in the year. And they, you know, there's some issues with the streaming. So I asked him after we recorded, hey, so when it goes down, is it going to cut to you in like the basement with a live camera and you're going to try and do bits to keep people entertained? And he said, yeah, totally. It happened last night. So it's gonna be like public access, where you're kind of hoping for a train wreck, and then you get Benji like scrambling to do something. I'm sold. I think that's a great idea. Two, they are gonna have a chat box. He also told me that um, there's a different kind of Zoom meeting that they did before, where people were photo bombing uh, genitalia and uh, people were doxing people in there. Oh boy! So that got kind of shut down, and they're doing a new version where I think they can control it a little bit. But anyway, there's going to be a live chat uh, that you can turn off. Um, And then George, who he mentioned three times, who we've tried to get on the show. Because he's very similar to Bloody Mary. Well, George, (laughs) if you've ever been to another hole in the head out here, he's the guy that does everything. He's kind of the face of it, but he's also kind of a Randy, like super introverted, really polite. And he's just there. George is a cool dude. And I love him. And uh, he feels comfortable around us. He's actually come over here and watched a movie. You also love Randy. I do, oh, yeah. I love Randy a lot. Randy, <laughs> uh, he's a good looking guy. Randy, Randy I know Creepy Clark <laughs> hit <on it>. him. <laughs> I know. Randy had nothing to do with it. Um, anyway, George uh, is going to be on camera. Now, if you've watched any of the previous Another Hole in the Head zooms, George is a, uh, he's a nervous dude, kind of like me, and I think social settings aren't uh, his strong suit. So he'll hold it. And he walks around the room in circles, like pacing nervously. Yeah. It's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be a good time. Great. Well, you know what else is a good time? When Randy Michael tells
0: us what movies he saw over the weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy, you watched this movie. I almost saw this yesterday. Oh, my God. I cannot have this monitor sharing thing.
0: Why? Because you do things like that. I think it's great. Are uh, we, talk, we
4: talking Alone? Sorry, I lost you for a minute. <laughs> We're talking Alone. Yeah, uh, Alone is a 2020 film uh, directed by John Hyams. Uh, now, it is a 2020 film. Did you realize that in hindsight? Uh, I did, yes. And I was oh, wearing my glasses, so joke. my where's vision the, was closer to 2020.
0: Where's the rim shot?
4: That was a good joke. I don't have a rim shot. <laughs> Why? Uh, yes, I believe this just came out on VOD this weekend, uh, directed by John Hyams. Um, it is a thriller that takes place in the Pacific Northwest um, about this girl named Jessica who is uh, newly widowed, and you see her packing up all of her stuff, uh, trying to get away from uh, where you know she was living uh, currently, so she's packed up her car and a U-Haul, and she's She's going through through the oh, forest of the Pacific Northwest, fine. and uh, yeah, she gets into you know one of those situations where you are on a two lane highway and you are trying to pass somebody because they're driving terribly. You are driving really slow, and she tries to pass them, and uh, the person starts speeding up, and they almost get into a wreck. And um, yeah, you sh- they end up not getting into a wreck, but uh, it's very close, and they sort of she pulls over. Kind of, uh, you know, like regains her cool, and then later down the road, she runs into this person, like at a rest stop or something, and he's like, "Hey, do you recognize me?" And so he kind of confronts her there, and then uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I was just like on my cell phone. I didn't realize someone was passing me." Um, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, creepy. okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, whatever." Uh, and then she kind of like takes off, um, and then later on they see each other again, so she kind of starts to get paranoid. Um, you know, that this person is following her and she is, uh, you know, a woman in the middle of the forest of Oregon driving by herself. And uh, yeah, turns out this guy is sort of a, uh, a serial killer of sorts. Um, so yeah, it gets into sort of like a, uh, a survival movie uh, of this person trying to get away from, from, uh, from the serial killer who is played by Mark Manchaka. And it kind of sounds like a movie that you'd see on, like, a Lifetime TV or something like that, but it's actually shot very, uh, I don't know, the whole movie is just very, like, matter-of-fact and keeps it, it plays it very straight, and uh, it's very tense. The whole, like, build-up, like, first 10 minutes of this movie
0: um, was really, really effective. Why Why do you say it's uh, Lifetime-adjacent? I don't
4: know, it just sounds like, oh, this girl gets kidnapped and then, you know, she survives and there's this crazy creepy serial killer guy with a mustache. Alright. That's Um <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, Mark Manchaka, who plays the man, uh, is a mustache, a, musta- a
0: mustache wearing man. Um Mark Manchaka, Mark <laughs> Manchaka, where are you? Oh, he's from uh, Bloodline. Oh, is he? Isn't he? I don't know. I I didn't know. Um, oh, no, the Outsider. The Outsider. Yeah, he's the guy in The Outsider. He's the, the sniper guy who got uh, demon-possessed. You remember? Okay, yeah, I never finished the show. You never
3: finished it?
4: No, I made it like oh. four episodes in. It's oh. good. He's a Red Dead Redemption 2 guy. Del Lobo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's uh, a word. little bit generic, a little bit cliche, um, but Jessica, who's played by Jules Wilcox, is very, very good in this. Um, she definitely sells the paranoia and the fear and... Uh, just sort of the intensity of the experience she's going through. Um, yeah,
1: I, I'd, I'd recommend it. That's a high recommendation. Randy's seen a lot of terrified women, and if he's given this <laughs> a gold star, we gotta watch it. Randy, what did you give this on Letterboxed dot com? Uh, I gave it a three.
4: Just it was. Uh, I enjoyed it, but the, <laughs> oh, the story. The story is just, you know, it's it's something we've seen before, so it's not like the most original thing. Um, but the way that it was executed um, was good.
5: You are the toughest <laughs> critic
0: I know. I think that's fair, Randy. It's something you enjoyed
4: this, and a three is a very meh. Yeah, but five is like masterpiece. You know. What have you ever given a five to? I don't know. Two thousand one, Space Odyssey. Phantom Thread. Uh, that's probably close. It's probably...
0: Probably close. Probably yeah. close. <laughs> You've seen Phantom Thread how many times? At least five or six times? I was about to say six, yeah, probably. You love it, and you... you well. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, what is that? That was your favorite film of last year. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like four. Four and a half, maybe. God damn. That is wild, Randy. Your favorite <laughs> movie of last year is a four? Yeah. Randy, you need more enjoyment in your life, brother. I have enjoyment. Open your heart.
4: <laughs> it's good to have high standards sometimes with,
0: with I just, art. I don't know, man. You, you need to open your heart a little bit. It's we'll
1: open, break. man. New segment. We're we're going to fix <laughs> Randy. I don't know. You know, so with the Overlook Theater, I would run into this problem a lot where we're trying to negotiate a group of people rating a movie on a one to five star rating system, and All coming to an agreement on what the stars meant yeah and um eddie the gamer ghoul again that fool refused to give a movie a five and he's like well i've never seen a perfect film and dan was there and he's the math mage again these are people who all you know contribute to the Overlook theater in some way not necessarily this show and dan was just like then you're doing it wrong and he was like it's for you your perfect movie yeah, And then he was like, oh, I don't know, Star Wars. That I'm nostalgic there. And it's like, it can't be nostalgia. nostalgia. It is a really tough thing. And I think Randy carries the burden of the world of all the critics on his back. <laughs> and he's like, if I give fucking uh, Friday the 13th a five-star rating, they're going to think less of me because this movie's clearly not perfect. I don't know. I don't... Randy, do, do you have that? Do you
4: carry the burden of other critics? <laughs> not really. And I will say no. that... In my defense, I also don't give many one stars. Mm, That is true. You know, so I most of my reviews are in between like two and three, two and a half to three and a half. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if if we were talking um, half a year ago, I may have critiqued you in um, curating the films that you watch in kind of a safe way. But you've been diving into horror and not loving a lot of them. So that's fair. Yeah, but he loved Driller Killer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like four stars. I think it was three and a half. Do you do a half star, Randy? Uh, yeah. I don't oh. do the half stars. I used to go one yeah. to four. Half is important. Because I, I honestly think that alone would be a three and a half for Randy, which is kind of like, it's, you know, it was fun. It really comes down to would you recommend it? A three for me is like, only if I think your dumbass will like this boring movie, <laughs> I would recommend it. Three and a half is kind of like, hey, take a chance on it. It was pretty good. But I, I'm not going to buy take it. Take a chance. What do you, Abba or something? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Randy, you said that this is a thriller. Uh, that is
0: Russell's least favorite uh, subgenre. Indeed. You think, would you recommend this to one Russell, F- John Fisher?
1: Yeah, I think you would like it. Now, All the, right. let's watch your, the <laughs> thing I worry about with thriller, uh, what's the rating we got here? It's an R. That's a good question. I didn't even look, but I would assume R. Th- you know, thrillers are usually kind of a boiled-down horror movie yeah. where it's yeah. kind of like, hey, we're going to make money here. yeah. And It uh, can, can be. I kind of want no limits. You know, I'm an unearthed guy at the end of the day. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, uh, let's switch
0: gears to uh, talk about uh, Frederick Wiseman and his giant ears in his new 18-hour documentary. <laughs> uh, so this is not his new one. His new one is called
4: City Hall. It's playing New York Film Festival, I think, next week. I have a ticket for it, and I'm pretty excited. Fact um, check. <laughs> boom. Gotcha. But uh, I, I recently, oh, <laughs> I recently got a library card and signed up for Canopy. Cool. And they have. the alert for that. <laughs>
3: and Sounds they have a
4: ton of Frederick Wiseman documentaries on there, and I've only ever seen a few, uh, but I really dig them. So.
0: Of course, their own canopy. Frederick Wiseman is a human library.
3: <laughs> God.
4: yeah man but i like uh, i like uh, i like watching a library sometimes uh, but he made a movie in 2018 called monrovia indiana which is about a very small town in indiana um and it really just sort of uh you know observes the town and the community and sort of the politics i think there's like a thousand people in this town nice and early on there's like a uh, like a you know, a town meeting uh, of officials and stuff. And they're essentially talking about how, um, like when businesses come into town, like it'd be smart to, to build like new houses. So the people working at that business could actually live in the city. And they're kind of like, eh, we don't really want new people (laughs) coming into (laughs) our town. They're like, we kind of like the way it is, but like, I get that, you know, that kind of drives progress to the city and like brings in money and stuff like that. Um, So, so it's interesting. And, um, yeah, it kind of... It actually goes into a ceremony at a Freemason uh, (laughs) temple. I guess, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, So, you get to see that. Temple?
0: It's not a temple.
4: I don't know. A Freemason lodge. A lodge. So, yeah, you see this ceremony of this guy who's getting this award for being a Freemason for the last 50 years. And, um, man, the ceremony is there's almost some humor in the ceremony. Like he doesn't shoot it with any sort of humor, but I found some humor in it just because the guy that was like the head Mason that was giving the award was like, had to look at his paper (laughs) for what the ceremony was supposed to be, like what he was saying, like all the time. And everyone in the crowd, I mean, there's like six people in the crowd, but everyone looks like they're about to fall asleep. The guy who's getting the award looks like he's not engaged at all. And, uh, yeah, there's many scenes in this movie of just like residents, uh, you know, in certain places in scenes that are going on where they just look like you literally see like old people like nodding off and you see other people, like even younger people, just look very disengaged, um, as to what's, what's kind of going on (laughs) in the town. So I don't know. It's, uh, it it was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like being thrown into a, uh, a town or a community and having this very just like observational pretty subjective look at you know what's what's happening in
1: that area all right randy uh two things one frederick wiseman he's a um what do they call it direct cinema um documentarian so yeah. he tries to be as um uninfluential on his subjects and kind of have the most uh He's the most aggressive at trying to get a fly on the wall approach and an authentic view of what's going on. Like an Errol Morris. Well, Errol Morris is uh, heavily edited. Uh, He's got a lot of control over the narration. This is, you know, he can, uh, Frederick Wiseman controls the narration through editing, but he tries to not be impactful on his subject. Sure. And normally he's in a building, so he'll do like strip club, library. But this, we were looking through the the photos, it looks like he's all over the fucking town here.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I get the sense that uh, the town is, like, you know, very small. Like, one of those small towns that you just drive through on, like, a a highway or something.
1: But, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean... It's got a, like, small vibe to it. So, so I, I guess what I'm trying to find out is, do the people react to his camera? Or can he achieve the same level of almost being blind to the civilians. Uh,
4: no, I think he, he achieves what he is usually trying to do here. Um, yeah, there's no, you know, he doesn't, uh, impose questions. There's not like any like talking head, uh, like interviews and, um, yeah, you kind of just, you know, see people having conversations and it seems like they're just doing their thing that they would be doing if the camera weren't there. I'm sure there's probably some
1: sort of influence that a camera has, but it seems pretty, uh, pretty realistic. Cool. I mean that that is the most important thing I think that he just maintains that kind of like invisible camera vibe. Yeah. Now, when when we were looking through the, vi- the 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 photos like we always do when you're we're talking about a film. I clicked on him to see what he had been up to and I mean He's the type of director where you want to go out to the little Roxy or the, you know, either Roxy and it's got to be an early morning and you have a one or maybe two cups of coffee (laughs) and you're just, you have to be dialed in. Maybe you've got some tacos Uh, in the belly. Right. Very, very rewarding um, filmmaker. And I realized I've been a fan of his ever since I went to school and I got a little film education. Not much, just a little. Titty cut. Uh, Titty cut follies we did watch and talk about. And uh, I realized I'd never seen what the gentleman looks like. Really? And uh, I, we just looked at him on IMDb, and I almost had to cut our mics because he is, uh, I think he might be Creepy Clark's twin. <laughs> he's got some Schmeagle head going on. I mean, he's a very old man. I think he's 90 now. Bro, he was born in 1930. Dude, he <laughs> looked, he is a fucking character in a um, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro film. He- <laughs> I if you haven't looked up Frederick Wiseman, just go to his IMDb page and whoever picked that profile.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think he has a lovely
1: face. He I looks don't... like Dobby or something.
0: I don't know. He looks like an adorable old man with giant ears and an enormous forehead that you could park two sedans.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's got a mask on too tight and it's pulling his ears <laughs> <No>. down. <laughs> I love
0: it. So, Randy, uh, this is only available on uh, Canopy. I believe so. Yeah, I couldn't
4: find. Uh, I wanted to do some Frederick Wiseman research before the the new one, and I couldn't find anything from him uh, anywhere really besides Canopy.
0: Well, that that's unfortunate because I would like to watch that movie.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's a uh, it's like two and a half hours, I think. So it's not one of his longest ones. I believe the new one is four and a half hours.
0: All right, Frederick, take it easy. You don't have much time left. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so, as I said, I did not watch uh, many movies this week. Uh, yesterday, uh, because, oh, so on Friday, um, the, as I said, the Your Mom's Live, uh, Your Mom's House live podcast happened. Um, and we watched that uh, late on Friday night, finished about 1.30 in the morning. And um, so Saturday, I, Randy, no matter what time I go to sleep. I'm going to wake up at the same time every day. So I go to sleep at 2.15. I wake up at 6.30 on the dot. Could not go back to sleep. So I had to continue with my normal Saturday routine, which is go get groceries, come back, video time with my uh, sister and her kids, and then watch movies or whatever. I subbed out the watch movies, took a little nap, (laughs) and then it was football time. (laughs) <laughs> and so that took four, oh, four and a half hours, uh, four hours or so, because I listened to the post game radio as well. So it took about four and a half hours of my day. Um, and all I will say about the football game is that it hit every note of a classic Greek tragedy. <laughs> I mean, Randy, if 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 we lost by one point with ten seconds left in the game, <laughs> damn. If you look at it through, and we were up by 17, if you look at it, even if you're not a sports fan, if you look at this game yesterday, which I'm referring to the University of Southern Mississippi versus Louisiana Tech, if you look at that game through the eyes of an art installation, it was a masterpiece. (laughs) It hit every note you wanted to. Uh, You had checkoffs, missed extra point, (laughs) which... If you show me if you show me a missed extra point in the first quarter, I'm going to show you how it's going to kick your ass in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly how we lost the game is because so our coach was fired after week one. Oh, really? Because we lost to a team that hasn't uh, won a game in 17 straight games. Mm -hmm. They haven't. They haven't won an away game in two years. They <laughs> kicked our ass in the first game of the season. Our coach quit. We hired the youngest coach as an interim head coach. He was on the staff as the wide receivers coach. He is now the interim head coach. He's 30 years old. God, damn. He's four years younger than me. He's full of energy, and he wanted to make a statement and go for two after we scored our first touchdown, missed the two-point conversion, and that's what lost us the game. Damn. Our star receiver got hurt in the fourth quarter. Oh. Everything hit. We were up by 17. And I was a little high while watching the football <laughs> game. That's the best way because I'm not angry. I wasn't angry. I was laughing uncontrollably when I saw what was happening. I knew what, I knew how it was going to end. And I was just laughing like a maniac.
1: Now, Beautiful. Watch f- football I, high. It's I feel great. like it could have been <laughs> the flip side of that coin, though. And you could have got extremely paranoid. And that would have been a nightmare.
0: No, I was enjoying this. Because, again, I was looking through a different lens. I wasn't looking as like, this is my childhood team that I've loved ever since I remember having memories. Yeah. I looked at this as like, this is insane what's happening right now. So I'm just going to enjoy this madness. I think that's just uh, personal growth on your I part. I think so, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Randy, your thoughts? I agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Friday. Wait, I I just wanna I want to commend you on um uh, Chekhov's extra point. Yes, and I want to offer you a uh, maybe Occam's end zone. <laughs> oh, <No.
0: laughs> I like that. Um, let's see, uh, Schrodinger's safety. Oh, Randy, you got one?
4: <laughs> no, I don't got any. I don't know any sports know any sports that. terms.
3: Randy. <laughs> Fuck Randy.
0: Thank <laughs> Alberto. All right. So Friday, um, you've got the you've got the sound. Oh yeah yeah. You want me to get it that, ready? Yeah. So. Uh, Randy, your mom's house uh podcast, they do it. This is their second live event that they did. And so as a part of your mom's house, they show uh viral video clips and they comment. And so they wanted to have a format where they could show unedited, uh, uncensored, vile video clips and do it just be a part of the show. So uh and they also did uh, sketches as a part of this video event and um they had live guests. And this was the second one. Russell and I watched the first one. We commented on this show, so uh, we were excited for the second event, uh, which ended up being around three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had three live guests, which they had to incorporate, and they also they they anteed up the stakes a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more production on this one. They uh, the first one went over well. Had his parents on, and uh, everything went on rather smoothly. I think that the they did have to change servers, so it was a little bit uh, staticky from time to time. It was a little and, clippy. Yeah, a little, yeah. little clippy. And um, but anyway, so it was Russell, Oksana, myself, Charles, and Terrell. Yeah. Now on every Friday night, uh, Terrell and Charles come over, and y'all watch drag queen stuff and catfish. And right? catfish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just hang out, and you know, it, and it's it's a good uh, stress reliever for all of you. you. You're you're taking shots, you're watching things, just having a great time, hanging, just out. hanging out. We impeded on Terrell's friday night hangout time
3: i'm not guilty (laughs) about that because this is
0: something we wanted to do we let him know um terrell sometimes is uh has difficulty understanding just going with the flow and especially if he's got a little bit uh, a few shots inside of his Mm -hmm. system so the show opens up with an ongoing bit that they've been doing with a character named his name is leo Uh, But uh, Tom and Christina have named him Ed for Ed Asner because he looks like Ed Asner. He's this very portly, let's say morbidly obese, (laughs) older gentleman um, who is shirtless. And he is video chatting uh, with his boyfriend named Mark. Now, we don't see Mark and we don't hear Mark. We only hear Leo talking dirty to Mark. And as a part of the unedited show, we see Leo's uh, member. Uh, and he masturbates in front of the screen. Terrell had no idea what this event is that we were watching. So
1: when this opens up with Leo masturbating, Terrell loses his mind. Well, it was one of those moments where, uh, you know, we get evacuated from our house, and the the firemen are being polite, but they're being very firm. And we're all gathered outside and a dude starts walking towards the area where there's going to be an explosion with a can of propane on his shoulder. And we look at each other and we're like, one of us should record this for the show. And then we talk about it and then he's gone. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, I, uh, so that didn't happen. No. What I ended up doing was uh, in the middle of the rant and uh, the authentic reaction, I just started filming the floor to get the audio. So, uh I'll play I'll try and play a little bit here. If if it doesn't work, I don't know, we'll cut it. You, you good? Yeah. All right, here we go. This is a uh, Terrell and, uh, Ed Asner meeting. <laughs>
3: what is This you're, watching? Uh, you're that. Feel like that. <laughs> this right? watch <laughs> it. You got that beautiful mouth. You got that. Oh, oh man, I need you to stop, okay? I need you to stop. Oh, I can see, oh, my, see that. Oh my! What you see? Bitch, that
5: there? Bitch,
3: you got What are we watching?
5: Oh, oh, what? oh. <sighs> bitch, got more belly than dick. I got top of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that went on for a long time, and then, uh, well, the yes, Terrell
0: finally fell asleep, uh, <laughs> which gave us a little bit of respite as we were watching the show. <laughs> Uh, then he woke back up and, uh, continued with the, uh, ongoing commentary
1: and then finally left. <laughs> I think it ran him out after. I mean, come on. Now here's the thing. Uh, you mentioned that your mom's house, uh, they, they have like viral videos. I'm sorry, but I think that is completely incorrect. I think they have anti-viral videos. You know what I and, mean. Yeah, they got, you know, we're talking Gummo, Ohio uh, natives um, ripping toenails off and shoving them into a vape pen. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, it's literally what we love to do. And the thing is, they were kind of light on it for this episode, and they were really heavy on uh, talking. They, they did an interview with Joey Diaz. That was a lot of fun. But if you're not really in that comedian network, a podcast, I could see how you would just pass the fuck out. He which- has showed one of his testicles.
0: Yeah. He made Christina leave the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, I now will give you shit for plugging another podcast instead of watching a movie for a show. It was a live event. I know. And it was cool. And it's very in line with Retardotron, except Retardotron is removing all of the podcast elements and just showing. Yeah yeah crazy but now we
0: will say there were some vile vile things that happened at the end um a lot of anal stuff it was though, all yeah. butt stuff it was all but and uh <laughs> vaginal related got a little randy it was uh a l- he showed like three clips at the end that were all prolapsed anuses that got- <laughs> well, don't ruin it
1: god you <sighs> love you i'm love not gonna it. watch it no r- clark loves to ruin a third act People are waiting. He's not going to watch it's, it. It's the third hour. We're like, okay, what's the climax going to be? The one
0: person put a penis pop over their butthole. Oh, that was, that was maybe the toughest one. And again, that was only my imagination. It looked, so we, they put the penis pump over the butthole and started to pump, And it looked like that you were taking a, a can of dog food and you were just like slowly okay. dumping it out of the can. You know,
1: I don't know if this is the best conversation to have while we're promoting two people's film fest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was their choice
0: to come on the show. So that happened on Friday. And then uh, earlier in the week, what, were we talking Monday or Tuesday? When did we watch uh, the uh, very controversial film?
1: Oh, I have no idea. It might have been right after we recorded. It might have been like I Sunday. Tuesday. I haven't. it was matter. It was happen. a week, day of the week. Yeah.
0: So finally, after we've been talking about it several weeks and uh, we, we realized that we had to um, not necessarily defend cause we didn't know where we were going to stand, but everyone's talking about cuties and, and I, we
1: kept bringing it up. We, you could bring it I, up. I, okay. I'm guilty.
0: And so, we, you know, it is our duty at duty as, <laughs> as defenders of, uh, art house, independent cinema pedophilia uh, well i mean randy is a woody allen fan so <laughs> and I'm, i you
1: love, polanski, and and you love polanski and you're love Polanski. you wearing a jeepers creepers and shirt you love, so uh, <laughs> victor
0: garber <laughs> <laughs> and his name i don't know um anyway so
1: we watched cuties and you're we at a loss for words here not, i got a special guest uh i I worked in our uh, Cobra clip of the week, which I realize isn't every week, but he had some thoughts on cutie uh here we go
5: The girls in that movie are eleven years old, old enough to go to Hogwarts
1: now <laughs> <laughs> now i I mean that's some sound reasoning there um I'm not very familiar with Hogwarts, but I think he's got a valid point and he did a reaction video to a different YouTuber talking about cuties. And he he had the most garbled, disconnected... I, I mean, pretty much that was... Uh, did he see the film? No. Of course he did.
0: And I don't think a lot of people have. A lot of people have not. And the people that have... Here's the issue with cuties. Netflix knows what they're doing. Okay? Of course they do. They're Netflix. They marketed this film so that cuties which is a French-language, independent art house film, could trend at number seven in the United States. Because if they did not release the cover that they did, we would not be having this conversation. We may have seen cuties, maybe, and be like, you know, there's some uh, some pretty uncomfortable
1: parts in this movie. But it wouldn't be an it wouldn't be a no. a thing. I wouldn't even have mentioned it on the wouldn't show. Be maybe, a thing. yeah. I mean, I do love an edgy art house film, which I would categorize this as. I yeah. mean, I've seen thirteen. Yes, I, it feels very in line with that. Um, now, I I think uh, we should mention something. We wanted this to be a roundtable discussion where uh, we all jump in and talk a little cuties. But uh, Randy had some strong feelings. I actually have the opposite of strong feelings. I'm
4: indifferent either way. Um, You know when Escape from Tomorrow came out, that movie that they shot in Disneyland? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And that Disney's approach was just to not say anything about it? That's the approach I'm taking. So you're taking the Michael Eisner (laughs) Disney
0: corporate approach. Now, yes,
4: but I do know that it was a uh, French Senegalese production, and um, I will just take this opportunity to um, plug Maddie Diop's film, Atlantics, again, that's on Netflix, because she is also <laughs> French
1: Senegalese. Oh, my God. So earlier, I had an eight-year-old's testimony and review of uh, Cuties, and she pointed out, I, I cut it out of that clip, but she's talking about how Sundance gave this film an award and then swiftly pointed out how one of their co-founders was a pedophile. Yep. Now, um, I think Randy knew that, and that's why he doesn't want to touch this film. <laughs> but then Randy, you know, when we asked him, he sent me this clip from YouTube, and he was like, dude, here's what I think about Cuties. So here, let, let me cue this up right now. All right. Here we go. Welcome back to Space Down News. Ladies and gentlemen, the push for the normalization of pedophilia is upon us here in America as the new movie Cuties premiered on Netflix. Nate Diaz responds. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I'm not surprised either. I released a song called I Just Cancelled Netflix just a few weeks ago. Okay, now this motherfucker, I hope you uh, quickly, uh, did you notice the view count? 55 views. So I'm very proud. Randy didn't actually send me this clip. Randy would hate this dude. Um, oh, the production on this little video from uh, YouTube, it's pretty nice. He's got a confusing frame. He's got a bunch. He's promoting his own video and a different thing. There's a big banner that says, I just canceled Netflix. Then there's a cutie poster. He's got camera sunglasses and a cowboy hat. And he's clearly an Alex Jones clone. 100%. You 100%.
0: Beat me, you beat me to the punch.
1: Now, he's got a good radio voice, though. Not bad. And, uh, and a radio face. And he's very extreme, right? so 55 views i'm you know what pat hilton i'm a fan and i said that before i actually went and checked out the song that he wrote and uh you know i'm gonna go ahead and play that for you now here, so we can all fall in love together
5: i logged into my netflix accounts and i saw this shit the tale of Girl in twerking class. Do you really think this is a hit? I just fucking cancelled you. Cancelled you. Netflix. I just fucking
3: cancelled you. Cancelled you. Netflix. I just fucking cancelled you. Cancelled you
5: netflix I just fucking canceled you
1: canceled you Stop sexualizing it. that my friends is pat hilton and he <laughs> is and a- we are the 28th person <laughs> to hear that beautiful song now i will tell you i found that and it was right before going to DD, and that shit was stuck in my head for hours this, this motherfucker, I'm, I'm a fan, and I'll tell you, he has many songs on here, and he doesn't have a bad voice. All
0: right. What he does have is a bad understanding of what Cuties is <laughs> and what most people are. Again, Russell, you, you nailed the the, head, the the nail on the head there while we were watching it. It's 100% a... um Indie? It's a cautionary tale. Yeah. And, again, there is no parents to be found in all of this movie. Well, there are. the, par- the absentee parents. parents. Yes. They, yeah. The parents are not a factor. These children, these are awful, awful, little shitty girls. They have no allegiance to one another, just their little slutty dance crew. And uh, so these, essentially, could you scroll down to the cast here? Yeah. Uh So the, the main girl who we follow... Um, is Amy. Um, um, uh, the played by this young girl, uh, who's great. She comes uh, she, her background is, she comes from a very, uh, religious, um, uh, family, uh, and a Muslim family. That's, it's very strict. I believe, I believe she is, uh, they're from Senegal, right as well. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And, um, she, she's very repressed culture. She's trying to take care of her brother. And she's got to do all these things for her family. Uh, um, and she wants, she's trying to figure out who she is as a person. And she sees this, these very popular girls that are, they're the bad girls. They do these little flash mob things. They're getting in trouble with the oh, teachers. Yeah. It's cringy. They dress like they're 30
1: years old. <laughs> and, but that's a hot 30. They're and, looking like cougars in there.
0: and, uh, this girl is uh, attracted to that. She wants. To, she wants to know more. So she starts. She starts sort of uh, peeping in on them, seeing them practice, and then they are very mean to her. They throw a rock at her face, yep. and she's still like, you know, I, I know I, I want to be a part. So she starts dancing on her own. She starts learning the dance moves, and really works her way into this crew. She's she's really trying to find herself, and the crew finally let her in. They kick out the other girl uh the bigger girl of the group <laughs> there you uh, go we'll talk more about her later um these are awful awful little children they have no sense of uh trust towards each other one of the, they get in fights they don't defend for each other they only care about the dance crew they're
1: shitty people <laughs> they're like and, 11 <laughs> yes <laughs> they're in elementary school
0: but th- you didn't feel that at all uh, it's, uh, like that's what this movie is to me I know. Is that fucking raise
1: your kids? When when we were watching it, you just kept going. Oh fuck! They're so terrible. They're terrible. Fuck,
0: they're terrible little children.
1: And you're good with kids. I think. Uh, I think you were just mostly disappointed in their upbringing.
0: I mean, honestly, like this movie, people are missing the point of this movie. Yes, there
3: are very uncomfortable moments in this. They know what they're doing. We have. To, it's all about.
0: Watch your kids. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's honestly like it it upset me to a point where we're we're not understanding the point of this movie. And like well, the conversation is not but about Netflix the point. knows that. Yeah. And and that see that's that's the issue with Netflix, is they understood what they knew how to market this movie.
1: And, but and while doing that, they're fucking the movie over at the same time. Eh, I don't know. You know, I think about it on being on such a wide platform. Like the way I found kids was I went to Target and it was on sale and I used to just buy any DVD that was really yeah. cheap. And then I watched it and I was like, whoa, I felt something watching this. And it felt like edgy and forbidden. I don't think a movie like Cuties belongs on such a big platform. Because, I mean, it's clear that uh, the current state of you know, this, this kind of like pocket dimension that the internet has created for each individual is it's just not ready for a nuanced conversation. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of, um, a lot of the framework does zoom in on 11 year old girls wearing tight pants on their butt, but there's a camera theme. And, uh, a lot of this is portrayed without dialogue. And one of the things is this, uh, Amy is looking at the, um, sexual power of women i would say and uh as a little girl who feels unseen in her overcrowded house she she gets a lot of attention when she's online and especially when she's with these little like bad girls yeah yeah so i you know one of the things that nobody's talking about is that her mom is going through a rough situation in her marriage because in, in their religion uh, it's kind of like Mormonism where you can have multiple wives and she just we open up the film with them moving into a new house in a new country and their uh, Amy's father's not with them because she's out. He's out courting a new wife and we hear over um, some telephone calls that Amy's not supposed to hear how her mom really feels about it, which is uh, devastated and horrified and um you know there's a moment in the movie where amy and her brother are arguing over who's going to get this room and she's like this isn't for anybody and they lock it up and it's it's for the new wife and there's this whole like i mean in their culture they're talking about getting married at the age of like 14 to 16 yeah so it's like you know they're not being sexualized in a western way yeah but it's not that far from what uh they're doing as the cuties dance troupe right and again, you know, this is a very like hard, it's a, it's a weird conversation we're happening because I think Cuties has fallen into the Cannibal Holocaust dilemma, where Cannibal Holocaust is a film about exploitative uh, film and the problem with it. Except that by trying to portray this message, it itself is a very exploitive film. Yes. And that's why I went in there and I grabbed, a, I grabbed a, this tome by Alexandra Heller-Nicholas, the uh, found footage horror films Fear and, the Rea- uh, Fear and the Appearance of Reality. There's a passage in here that I always think about. And until today, I didn't actually look up who uh, she was quoting, but it's Harvey Fenton, who uh, apparently wrote a book, Cannibal Holocaust, and the Savage Cinema of <laughs> Ruggero R- Diodato. Uh, we, we share a birthday, by the way, me and De- Diodato. We're both... Uh, proud tourists. Oh, nice. I know. Anyway, here's this quote that I've mentioned to many people when regarding the dilemma of cannibal Holocaust and now cuties. He, uh, and I quote, it is difficult to watch it without taking sides in a battle in which it demands the viewer must become engaged. Personally, I am left in an impossible ambivalent state when considering the moral questions, which it raises, I no more want to defend it than I wish to attack it for the embarrassed ethical corner into which it paints itself. And cutie does the same thing where by, you know, she says that this is actually an activist film where she's trying to expose the problem and she does. Yeah. But she also commits the sins of that problem while doing so. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's a C plus indie film. (laughs) That is currently number six on Netflix top 10. I would give it a h-
0: higher than a C plus. Again, I, I think that, uh, all the beats are there. Oh yeah. All the beats are there. And again, uh, you know, the, the stuff with her family, uh, that serves sort of, um, but again, though, you're, we're dealing with, we're dealing with issues, which I think, again, it's also a battle of Western culture. And European culture, which are two different things. And I think that I I don't, I think that uh, European has, Europeans has a different um, packaging of sex than we do.
1: Not that much different though.
0: But maybe in terms of, especially not even European, but we're also dealing with, you know, the the Senegalese culture. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about, you know, marriage at 14 and stuff like that. So, it's 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 two different ball games that we're trying to navigate and understanding here with our with our Western eyes. So I you have to give it a little bit of slack there. But the the stuff with her father, you know, her having daddy issues at eleven, and then that's sort of uh, the catalyst for this rebellion that she goes on. And um, th- Amy, this little girl, turns into a psychopath. Well, she's pushing boundaries. She's she's not pushing boundaries. (laughs) She's she's taking the boundaries. She's burning them. It turns into single white female. She turns into a little psycho. I don't know. She almost killed the the chubby girl.
1: Eh, Russell. No. So pushing somebody into water. So she
0: misses the. uh, We're in the third act of the film. She misses the dance competition because her aunt. And her mother wake her up in the middle of the night saying, today is the day you learn to become a woman. So you have to do prep work for everyone in this apartment complex, apparently. She's chopping up, I don't know, 10,000 onions. It was for the wedding. It was for the wedding. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, for the wedding of her father uh, to this mysterious new
3: yeah. mother. The lady she now. hasn't met.
0: Yes. Um, who was in all white uh, shroud in a very- Like a ghost. Situation. Yes. <laughs> that was a great
1: scene. <laughs> or a clan member. And
0: so- it- <laughs> That scene where she's having to prep all of this food broke my heart. Yeah, because that was the day that she was going to go to the competition, and she got late. She was late to the competition, and she uh, was able to see the uh, performance there. But she was she was just a voyeur. She missed it. They closed the door on her. She was able to see it. She tried to tell them that uh, she missed it, and the main girl, the only girl who shows a little bit of compassion there, who's sort of the mother hen of the group, lets her back in. Uh, but then something else happens. And she, anyway, so they let the other girl back in the group, the, the chubby girl who got in a fight well, with the on. main I, I
1: think it's worth getting into why they kick Amy out. Um, so she steals a phone, Um, from a car. Oh, yeah. I think it was her dad's phone, and she connects to everybody over social media. Where she's looking at dances. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what ends up happening is, uh, she'll play videos back that she recorded the other girls, and she locks herself in the bathroom, which is really the only privacy she has. Which, growing up in a house full of uh of women, like I did when I was younger, I also found myself like, you try and hang out in the bathroom, get a brush of fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air, and a little bit of privacy. And uh, uh, there's an incident at a laser tag place where they kind of get out of it by being like, I don't know, sexualized little 11 year olds and the security guard lets them go. Yeah, they twerk. And she tries to use it on, I believe that was her dad, correct? I, or the cousin, friend, something? I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it, he caught her with his phone and she starts undressing and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like not into it. And she grabs the phone and goes in the bathroom. Anyway, she knows she's about to lose the phone, so she takes her pants off and takes a uh, photo of her genitalia and posts it on social media. Now, we do not see that. No. Thank heaven and everything on earth for- uh, But that could- I'm sure that happens in real life. And I've heard that a lot of you know kids actually, they can uh, get in- um, I'm trying to- What would be the proper term? Legal trouble for child pornography from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So- so they kicked her out of the group.
0: Well, they kicked her out of the group after being like, God, why did you
1: do that? That
0: was so weird.
1: Well, they're like, everybody thinks we're whores now.
0: Yeah. And then they fought, and then they, so they kick her out of the group. Uh, so now Amy is in full single white female mode. Uh, she stalks uh, the chubby girl uh, going to the competition. Uh, there is a um, sidewalk and a river. Uh, Amy pops out of nowhere, pushes the girl into the <laughs> river. <laughs> Of course this girl cannot swim. She nearly drowns. Amy realizes, "Oh, I may have killed this girl." She finally sw- is able to navigate herself to this buoy. She doggy paddles. She doggy paddles over to this buoy. Is there for support. And Amy's like, "Okay, I didn't kill another 11-year-old. I'm going to go now." Yeah. And so now she goes to the competition. Uh the other girls like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> And she's like, I'm here. And they're like, you're on. And they're like, yep. and they're like, okay, we don't have a choice. So then they go, the competition is a great part in the movie. Because finally, I think we get some resolution that these girls, they need. I, I know, they need supervision. Because the, the reaction of the crowd is what I wanted it to be. Where they were like, oh no. Yeah. There's no. some booing. Yeah. And, yeah. and people are like shaking their heads and they're like, what no because it is a overly sexualized dance move that they're
1: it's they're in the ground now if they weren't 11 i don't even think i would have blinked an eye because i feel like all groups dancing do all of that yeah. bullshit yeah so yeah
0: but it, it again uh, the message is there but again it's uh, the the, H- the cannibal the hannibal the hannibal <laughs> holocaust um uh, comparison is, is fantastic because that that's exactly what this is, is that you're trying to comment on something, but yet you're becoming that at the same time. Uh, so cuties, uh, Randy, uh, probably two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm good. Watch Atlantics instead. All right. So uh, you've got a few movies. Tell us about uh, your week.
1: Oh, you cannot leave. I have to pee really bad. Oh, my God. I, I am th- dancing over here. Talk
0: about Long Weekend.
1: Oh, all right. The not, so long the not weekend, Jim Caviezel one. Long Weekend, 1978. It's a film I loved. <laughs> the problem here is that, oh man, Long Weekend was so good that I'm bummed out that I don't have like a detailed, organized um, mental assault on how to sell everybody this film. Um, if you remember, when we were talking to Charlie Steeds, he cited Long Weekend as an influence. And um, I believe the uh, barge people and man. Um, so the long weekend is a uh, film about a suburban couple who go camping for the weekend at a remote beach. And then um, they now. OK, it's, I'm reading the IMDb synopsis and they say they discover that nature isn't as accommodate nature isn't in an accommodating mood. And if you look at the um Synopsis films uh Blu-ray which I watched and it's beautifully rendered they have a whole commentary track I think with the producer and um I don't know somebody else I haven't checked it out yet and on the back of it it's like nature runs amok when these these uh, uh a marriage is melting down and these two go camping and I didn't see it that way I this film uh we open up and we have um a husband. I, these characters kind of take a generic role of a uh, upper middle class uh, in Australia. And we have a husband who's out on the street with some girls. She gives him a present. It turns out to be a rifle. He drives home. He's not a great driver, and that's kind of a thing in this. He's uh, very aggressive on the road. He. Uh, we cut to his wife. His wife's at home. She's clearly unhappy with her... Uh, situation or at least the marriage she's talking to somebody on the phone who i thought was a a lover oksana was like "Ah, i'm not convinced anyway um he pulls up in the driveway rear ends his own uh vehicle with his because he's got another one parked there gets out pulls the rifle out starts looking down the scope his wife walks out and he puts her in the crosshairs and Mm -hmm. instantly we get a visual metaphor of where we are in this relationship except not really As uh, the two uh, pack up and head out for the weekend, they argue clearly. Um, They also cancel plans with their um, other marital friends. They They canceled Netflix. They they cancel Netflix (laughs) after watching Cuties. And uh, they take a drive out and we're kind of in it's almost like, I I know I always refer to him, but he's one of my favorite directors. Uh, He directed Cuties. uh, Roman Polanski. And we get a tight view of a claustrophobic relationship. The thing is, we're not doing an apartment trilogy bit here. We're in a car. They end up in a rural town. And um, your trust is just kind of veering from the left and right rails. We don't know who we should be rooting for in this relationship. They both kind of reveal to be not great people on their own right. And they get out there in the woods. uh, Everything is running amok. And here's the thing. The way that everybody pitches Long Weekend is that this couple comes out to the woods and they're fucking littering and they're shitting on trees and they don't give a fuck. And the nature murders them. And it's like, I think what they're really trying to do is sell this film to a, a horror audience. I think this movie is uh, a Randy movie through and through. And I know I normally fail whenever I recommend a film to Randy, but we get these, these deep conversations that aren't, uh, heavy dialogue there's a lot of nuance here we're driving in the car they have a little spat over the radio uh, the wife gets angry lights up a cigarette uh, he doesn't like she's smoking in the car somebody flicks it out starts a little fire but we don't we don't linger there so it's just kind of like this background fruit like maybe later on you're like man what happened to that fire like it was clearly on the side of the road and we get deeper in the woods And things aren't that bad. We learn that this guy's invested and he wants to rekindle their relationship. He's running around with his dog who he at times seems to love more than his wife. He's shooting a rifle like a, I don't know, like a uh, urban civilian um, in love with his freedom of the country. Hell yeah. And you know. Four uh, more years. The way that everybody paints this film is that you know then a frog comes over and tries to poison them and then a bird comes over and shits on their head and tries and it's a little bit of that but I think it's paranoid it's paranoia fueled by a bad relationship it's not a Shyamalan Wahlberg it's not that clear cut like there's a moment where somebody's fleeing and they're driving their truck and it gets caught in webs and there's like a spider on the windshield and it's like hyper horror Except it's not because they kind of They transgressed from there and then You know reapproach and they're like what This is weird like one Of the themes in this movie is um, The husband surfing And uh, his wife comes out and she sees A shape now as an audience Member the shape in the water is It's not on screen a lot and we don't get a clear View but she starts flipping Out and she's just like get out of the water You have to get the fuck out and she runs down the beach And she's like panicking but as the audience We're like what did she see that we didn't Like there's just like a shadow, so he freaks out, runs out of the water, gets his rifle, starts firing at the shadow. Uh, Blood takes over the beach, and it's just like he's like, "What was it?" And then she's like, "I don't know." And then a a dugong. Is it a dugong? A sea? What are they? They're like the lions of the sea. Sea lions. I think a dugong might be a Pokemon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what a dugong. I think I think it's a sea lion.
1: Hold on, dugong. Let me a Google. A dugong? It. It's a Pokemon. My apologies, everybody. Wow. <laughs> it was not, in fact, a dugong. Wow. It was a sea lion. Wait, a dugong is five foot seven with
3: two hundred sixty-five <laughs>
1: pounds, <laughs> and it evolves from a seal. Anyway, this this beast washes up on shore, and it's kind of like, oh, we didn't need to kill him, and it, it's kind of a bummer. And you're like, oh, I get it—the eco theme. Except, no, one of the things that happens in this movie is it's not clear if it's dead, even though it's clearly dead. And as the days go on, the corpse starts moving closer to their camp. And, yeah. and it's like, I thought you killed it. So he'll light up the corpse again. Next day, it's closer. And it's this weird psycho drama. And it is, dude, I loved it was this an australian production yeah it was 70s Osploitation. oh which never i don't think they could do any wrong like wake and fright dude they stumble upon another camp wake and fright there's a car that shows up Do do you prefer this or wake and fright different movies now wake and fright is kind of a tour de force of a genre film yeah i think it's a dark drama but i think we're doing a lot more than just uh weird relationships i love wake and fright wake and fright also is a movie that will make me drink just, I have it's, to drink It's such them. a good beer movie. I know they've got the little English pub glasses. Oh, dude. those are my favorite. We I, again. I know I told this story on here before. I'm sorry if you remember it. We uh, watched it at the Roxy, and me and Oksana were sitting there in a fucking crowded theater. And I'm a person. If I get a window seat on an eight hour flight, I'm not getting up. I don't care if I'm like, oh, I, I need a diaper or something. I'm too anxious. Right? Need a diaper? We got up eight times during that. That's movie. A separate problem, brother. Eight <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, do you want to get another drink? And she's like, yeah. Dude, we were wasted by the time. And it was just because the pub environments looked so much fun. Yeah. And watching a dude enjoying a beer is just like, once you're, once you're hooked, you can't break away. That's a great movie. Anyway, Long Weekend is definitely more of a um, repulsion type film. Okay. Where it's kind of like a slow downbeat of um, the inner workings of the mind and how when people don't communicate very well, shit can get way out of control now what we need to do is that i i i you got a hard copy of this dude right? i'll watch it again if I, you want to watch it but
0: i do what i want to do is watch the jim caviezel
1: remake okay yeah <laughs> then I, watch the original when i when i posted that uh i had watched this film i think the only comments i got were about <laughs> the remake and how bad it was yeah i would love to double feature that um J- uh, charlie steeds thank you for pointing me in this direction um, dude, Randy, you got to watch Long Weekend. I really think you'd enjoy it. And even if you didn't, it wouldn't. Uh, it would at least be a three <laughs> on your scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds uh, sounds
4: like it might be into it. See if it's streaming somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's not the horror movie that everybody tries to sell it as. And I understand yeah. why horror fans will buy up everything. And it's definitely got the elements there. Anyway, I watched one other movie, um, a movie that I think. <sighs> Clark should stay away from Not gonna do because it. it will ruin your life. Not gonna. No. Wait, what, Randy? I
4: was just doing a Bush impression. Not gonna <laughs> do it.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, uh, anyway, Randy, you might have checked it out too. Uh, did you end up watching a Netflix number four movie of last week, The Social Dilemma? No. What?
3: <laughs> Thanks, Ryan.
4: I didn't want, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't need another documentary that tells me that technology is bad for me. I mean, I, I think it. I already know that it is, you know, and for us I try that. to do what I can.
1: Now here's the thing. Um, I think it's very clear. If you heard the show before, I'm not a fan of social media. I use it, but mostly because we're not celebrities and we got to get our shit out there somehow. Also, I have had really good experiences connecting with people. Now I don't do the doom scrolling of 2020 that people do where it's kind of like I have an idle moment I'm going to grab my phone and just scroll endlessly on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, whatever your current drug is, maybe it's TikTok, maybe you're 11, maybe you're in the cuties group but I I, I love watching documentaries on the internet and after Pepe I just, I wanted more and you know what, I also love uh, I, I love living in my bubble and I would say my bubble is all about like kind of hating social media And the thing is, Randy, you're not wrong. Um, It is kind of a lot of information we know already. Like, oh, it's not good for you. The thing is that the people delivering the information are all like the guy who invented the like button on Facebook. (laughs) Or, you know, one of the COOs from Twitter. Or they're they're all heavy hitter people. And the kind of insight they give, like it opens up and you're like, okay, yeah, I already know this. But then they, they do like a breakdown, like Instagram. I know that's a popular one with us. They talk about how Instagram is geared to try and take as much of the real estate of your time as possible. And the way they do that when you're not looking at your phone is that they have push notifications that vary on how long you haven't interacted. Yep. Now, the the documentary takes the form of a docudrama. So um, a lot of it is talking heads, but part of it is they have a fictional family that is um, a modern family and uh they're kind of going through all the strife that people are currently and one of them a big point in this uh documentary we is, got reenactments yeah and uh it, well the idea i understand is they're trying to reach a broader audience and really they paint a good picture so they show like there's a, a family of three or i'm sorry there's a mom and dad and then three kids one of the kids is kind of radicalized in the way of uh, fuck social media but the other two are um One's a male and one's a female and it kind of shows their own personal journeys and uh, they they cover everything from filters and how um, our brain is deep rooted in this uh, in this currency of uh, likes and interactions and how we self-reflect, especially in young females. And um, it shows a male become radicalized kind of without even knowing it in a political direction. Now, I appreciate the social dilemma for not taking a right or left stance. In fact, they say uh, the extreme center. So everybody in this is, is EC. It's they're the extreme center, and they're fighting against everybody. And they do a really good job of painting a neutral picture of how it doesn't really matter what left and right even means. It's just you're being reinforced by fake news, and they break it down how fake news trends more than real news. And, you know, a bad story is so much more interesting than a good story. But the shit that really, that really worked for me was they show, they have like a kind of interesting graphic of, um, somebody scrolling through Instagram and it shows somebody not liking anything like Clark. He's not a big liker. He's not a big commenter, Uh, but you'll scroll and it shows how they have a timer running every time you have a a picture on your screen and it's calculating how long you, you leave it there and a, a Basically, it's breaking down that data into categories, like what colors you uh, most react to, what uh, images, like, is it a bikini girl? Is it like a D20 picture? And they save all that. And it's, it, it starts, the timer starts every time you scroll to a new picture. It doesn't matter if you interact. But if you do interact, it takes note of that too. And what it's doing is building a database. It also takes mes- uh, note of direct messages. So um, one part of the film the family's having dinner and the parents are like can we put down our phones we need to this has to end so they lock up the phones in like a cookie jar with a timer yeah and uh the son he breaks his phone he drops it and the screen breaks and he's just like god man what the hell and his mom's like i'll make you a deal if you don't touch your phone for a week i'll i'll get you a new one and he's like really okay fine let's start it right now and he just he plugs it in and he's like all right i'm done and they do like this time lapse thing of him like dealing with free time and it's, it's kind of typical what you imagine, but they also have these actors portraying the algorithm of Instagram. So they're three guys. It's all the same actor and they're talking, they're strategizing about how they get him back on. And they're like, well, it shows that when he was on this location, cause they have GeoMap, he was next to this girl and uh, she was in the same room as him and she posted and he instantly liked it. And then he went through her profile. So they're like, well, let's push uh, some notifications that she what she's been up to. And, uh, you know, it doesn't work. He's not looking at it. So they're like, man, we need to get harder on this. What can we do? So they look back through like his Facebook relationships and they're like, oh, he's got an ex girlfriend. It's like, oh, she's in a new relationship. Let's push that up that she's got an update. So he walks by his phone and he sees it and he's just like, oh, what the hell? He takes it. He goes in his room. Now he's he's back in the loop and they're like, we got him. All right. Now push an ad. Because it also talks about monetization and how they make money off of all that. Dude, it's intense. I think it would bum you out in a, in a serious way, though, Clark. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Dude, it's so good, though, because you hear... I mean, one, one thing. Everybody who works for one of these companies, like all the heavy hitters, they all express how their kids are not allowed to have a phone. And they're just like, it's clear. One of the dudes from um, Pinterest... He was like, you know, I, I'm the head developer. I am one of the strategy marketing guys. He's like, I would go home and I'd be in the pantry to get dinner and I would find myself on Pinterest. And he's like, and I had this, I had this epiphany where I'm just like, what the fuck? I just, I was at work all day working on making this thing, you know, as, uh, effective and addictive as possible. And I'm, I'm a user now. And they bring up a thing and they're like, there's only two markets that refer to their customers as users. And it's like, it's the drug market yeah. and the social media market. <laughs> and there's all these dude, Randy, they go so in depth that I would say, uh, it's worth it. And I, I know I'm spouting a bunch of shit. We got a clever audience, beautiful people who know everything. Beautiful people. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I think it's worth it. And as far as the documentary elements go talking heads, there's a little bit of, um, David of, Byrne of Fly on the Wall kind of stuff. Uh, there's a couple of TED talks that they're like in the background of, and um, they do a docudrama thing. It's interesting, and it's it's a breezy 90 minutes. Uh, Randy, I I definitely would love to hear your thoughts on it. Clark, don't watch it. That that'll <laughs> be the day you die.
3: That'll be the
1: day. <laughs> die. Anyway, I know everybody's talking about this film right now. I do. I really do think, you know, in 2020. Where we have a pandemic, we have the worst fires in California history. We're clearly going to war with China, and we have one of the most controversial elections in our time. that the social media dilemma, it might actually be the most important thing going on that you know us as humans, we're just we're it's so brand new that you know, even though China's flying jets over Taiwan to let uh, them and us know that they're not going to back down. I think this is a little bit more important. Also, I didn't know dilemma was spelled with two M's. Look at that. That. And that's um. All right. You know how I spell. Poorly. You, yeah, you could wake up again, Clark. I'm sorry. That <laughs> no, was great.
0: Um. All right, we did it. There's the intro. We're about to call Jolly Old England to, to talk to two guests. Russell, do you know we got two guests? One cup. Thank you so much. One, I'm happy one with that cast, answer. two guests, one cast. Uh, so uh, we'll be speaking with, with Stu Jopia. Who God, we haven't had Stu on. Stu was one of our first. Was Stu our first international guest? No, I believe that was Barbara Crampton. International
1: guest? Oh, international. Uh, well, Barbara Crampton's all over the planet, so I'm going to double down here. Barbara tra- was in Marin when <laughs> we called it. Yeah, and um, I believe we had her scheduled to come in, but
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, Stu. I believe this is the third time we've had Stu on. I haven't spoken to him in three years, so it's been far too long. And then also we're speaking with Zombie King, who we spoke with earlier this summer. Yeah, Zombie King's um, a so homie. Very excited
1: to uh, talk with those two gentlemen and catch up. So- Actually, I think Stu's a three-way tie because we did a triple guest when he first came in. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a three-way international tie. Um. So we'll be speaking with him here shortly. So stay tuned for that.
0: Um. Yeah. All think right, we I,
5: did it. I'm
0: going to play us out. Into my well, it's it's, yeah. it's good to speak with you both. I mean, it's uh, Stu has been too long. It's been over three years. Absolutely. And uh, yep. Chris, we spoke to you earlier in the summer, uh, back yeah. when uh, I, I still was. Uh, we were, we we spent a lot of time talking about uh, British TV shows as I was in the throes of. Uh, and you throw you threw in a couple suggestions for us that we we loved. Uh, jam is great, man. We love jam. Oh,
6: jam, yeah.
3: of
0: course, yeah.
6: Yeah, a conger- twisted nightmare scenario. Show that. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I, I
0: I feel like we haven't finished it because we just we don't want it to end because there's only what I think six episodes. Is that right? Yeah,
7: yeah, it's, I think
3: so.
0: Yeah, two, two hours of content. Not enough. Yeah, and uh, that that was great. Now, again, uh, now Stu, one of the things um, I earlier in the summer I was uh, a subscriber to BritBox, so there were a lot of I was oh, yeah. catching up on uh, new new shows. Um, uh, from over over there and uh, even older shows and I, for whatever reason i came across an older uh, procedural show uh, which then i got endless hate for uh, <laughs> from, from chris and then also from from michael Fausti, uh, who told me he's like why are you watching this uh, so i want to <laughs> get your your perspective on this to see where i am uh, dalil and pasco
6: I do you know what? Never seen it.
0: Did, okay, do you have any point of reference? Never seen it. With, with the, the...
6: I know of the show, but I've never seen it. See, never, I just, never watched Who's
0: it. watching Dalil and Pascoe? <laughs> is this for like is this for like um is this like the Rosolian Isles of, of, of Britain at that time in the nineties?
6: It, 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 it could easily be. It could be it's a show I know of, but I've mm. never it's never crossed my it's never crossed my eyes at any point ever. <laughs> so like, yeah, maybe it's just not on our telly much. You know what I mean? We have like we have like, TV shows, the TV stations that just play old stuff constantly. And I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it on there. You know, it's not along with the A-team and like Knight Rider. So yeah, yeah unless it's them, probably not going to see it. Tell you right
0: now, you're so- missing out. All right. The first episode opens up with a rugby club and uh, there's a murder. <laughs>
6: It's it sounds tremendous. i have gonna watch the pilot. <laughs> right.
0: But, uh, but I, I I got Russ hooked up uh, on a little bit of uh, Inside Number Nine. Uh, he enjoyed a few of those. Oh uh, yeah,
6: that's good.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. The, the fifth season fell off for me a little bit. I think uh, is I think, that the newest one. Yeah, the newest one.
6: Yeah, it's t- it 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 it, had, it, had, it it sort of went a little bit dramery Yeah, in a lot of the episodes, which they do quite well, but. I don't know, I think I like the, the more twisted episodes right. that they do, the more sort of horror-y or at least weird, crazy thrillers that they're really good at.
0: The uh, The Halloween episode they did was fantastic. The one where they Which played one? it off as
1: a live episode.
6: Oh, yeah, 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 genius. Oh, yeah, genius. That, was, that was fantastic. Russ,
1: you enjoyed that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you curated them all for me, and I think you were trying to keep it in the like found footage narrative. Like we watched the (laughs) the Krampus one. The Krampus
0: one's great. Yeah. The Krampus one's great, and the uh, the CCTV one. Oh yeah. And the call
1: center. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of daring filmmaking to do for a broad audience because it's not the easiest to just dive into.
6: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're quite household names, though the uh, those guys. So I think I think that pretty much solidifies that people are going to watch it. Otherwise, if that kind of came out now from probably someone who you didn't know, that would probably be very hard to market to people, I reckon, because it's an odd show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something that I would imagine, like, my mum to watch right. in any way, shape or form. Or maybe if she did, she'd be like, what's this? <laughs> Why is this on the telly? But well, they made their
7: names through, like League of Gentlemen and stuff mm-hmm. locally, and you know, that gained them such a following, you know? Yeah.
6: Yeah, and they don't—they don't stop being weird, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, *League of Gentlemen* is bizarre. It's—it's it's crazy. And then, I think what was the, what was the one that they did in between *Psychoville*? Did you ever see that? *Psychoville*? I yeah.
0: watched the first season of *Psychoville*. Haven't seen the Psychoville. Love, the first season.
6: So mm-hmm. funny, so so funny. Uh, the second season's like really good, but totally different. But like, <laughs> still bizarre and crazy. You yeah. don't really get. It. You don't. They. they used to get loads of that in the 90s. That's why, like, British telly in the 90s was, like, all that, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff on Channel 4. You kind of don't get that bizarreness much. I'll say much because there is a couple of little things that come on there. But, yeah, you definitely don't get that kind of craziness anymore on TV. It's like serial killers or crime dramas or, like, soaps.
0: Yeah, it's <coughs> oh, it's yeah. all reality-based now, right?
6: Oh Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you guys are getting that too? It's It's all reality? Oh yeah, of course. It's it, it's if it's not a camera pointing at someone, really boring. Yeah, <laughs> for for like seven million hours, six years. You know what I mean? People don't watch it, but yeah, it's tons of it everywhere.
0: Now, uh, before we jump into the film fest, boys, I, I want to talk about. So, Stu, you're you're actually, are you in production on a movie right now during all this madness?
6: <laughs> well, we yeah, we we actually <laughs> shot a movie just before. The lockdown kicked in. The lockdown here kicked in, I think, in, like, mid-March. Um, we shot uh, our creature feature, which is called Creatures, in February through to first week of March. So oh, wow. it was it was sort of as it was all it was still you know i know it had been there'd been things happening since like january that type of thing february but yeah nothing really kicked off and shut us all down so it was it was ridiculously lucky i when it when it when it was sort of about a month into lockdown i was like no way man that was so lucky though like we that could have destroyed the movie you know because you obviously you put a lot of money and a lot of time and getting the Getting everyone together, we, had, you know, we were we had an actress who was from Japan, um, who was who, who was in the movie, and you know, we had all the locations set and all stuff like that. And imagine if we'd done it two weeks later and we were stopped halfway through the movie, man, it would have it would have just crippled us because it would have just, you know, we would have been what three, four, five months later, and still probably not being able to fully. Jump on board, and especially getting the actresses or the actors from um, another country and stuff like that would have just been impossible. So yeah, it's it, it was nuts. It was nuts, but we got there, we did it, and it's yeah, yeah it's we we we're, we're finishing post production on it like Tuesday. It's meant to be done Tuesday, so oh, wow. uh, yeah, it's been a sort of quick one because it's been quick. I mean, the the whole lockdown aspect as sort of in a weird way, benefited the post-production because there's everyone's just at home. Yeah. So they've been, you know, they've not had to add you know, they've not had to go out or they've not had much work or something. So everyone could just work pretty much daily from their own home on their own laptops and stuff like that. So in a way, it kind of helped post-production, which is not like, you know, post-production for us normally takes at least like, you know, eight to 12 months maybe even longer and this one's done as i say we finished it in march and it's pretty much done next week so it's took it's shaved off a good like three months off it which is nice <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i mean you know we get to see the film uh, quicker <laughs> and, and you know because i don't get to see it because i haven't been out anywhere so we haven't been anywhere to see it. everyone's working remotely so yeah
7: right but, ready yeah. for christmas too
6: mm. Important. Ready for Christmas. It's it's another Christmas. You know my you know my love for Christmas horror.
0: <laughs> so tell tell us about what can you tell us about creatures? The, other than it being a, a holiday creature feature.
6: Um well it's uh it's it's along the lines of you know, it's your pint size creature movie, so it's like critters, ghoulies, that type of thing. Um I I absolutely love creature movies, um, uh, creature features, all that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, we just came up with this idea of doing a, a puppet-led. So, basically, you know, we got, we, we got some amazing and cool puppets and puppeteers to to come on board and sort of help us make this vision uh, of basically a group of astronomy students who are on a sort of trip to see a meteor shower. And um, they come across uh, this sort of... Cute little fluffy, awesome Gizmo-esque type alien uh, that's being uh, hunted by these ruthless um, alien creatures, and she hits the fan. They get—it's a bit of a siege movie. They end up in a uh, in, in a house, uh, having to fend off these these creatures and sort of zombie zombified, uh, reanimated corpses that they use and stuff. So it, it's yeah kind of a bit bit night of the creeps i kind of is the the movie that it's very very much like um one of my faves from the 80s and always uh always like i always incorporate i'm i'm a rip off i just like rip off other movies and <laughs> make new ones <laughs> but
0: th- everyone rips off everything that's th- look it's, there yeah, there what eight one. original stories you know, yeah, totally. Yeah, if totally. you're not, yeah, if you're not Aesop or Dickens, then you know you're ripping off. <laughs> no, <Now>, Clark, <laughs> okay, have I'll you? Like, s- right, I'll
6: just meld all the favorite films together. <laughs> right, one, and there we go. No, have
1: you seen Night of the Creeps, Clark? I have, I have not seen Night of the. Oh, Creeps. dude, it's a Fred oh, decker think. classic. Please, uh so good. Bully him into watching it. I think you would personally love it.
6: Mm. oh it's so fun it's so so much fun it's one of those ones that just gets watched at least five six times a year <laughs> oh wow least. you know what i mean but like yeah it's a great movie dude you gotta watch it
1: russ you had this on the uh, blu-ray of course all right fred decker i love him.
3: <laughs>
0: he
1: also did monster squad which i don't think he watched no, that's for children ah. Oh, f-
0: what? <laughs> what?
3: I just want to say incendiary things. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, Monster Squad does have, uh, it's got my boy in it, Tom Noonan, Tom Noonan. So, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I uh, i owe Tom, I owe it to Tom to watch Monster Squad. Yep.
6: See, the thing is, I was talking about this the other day of like, you know, when you watch these movies when you were kids and like they, you know, you've because you, 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 you were kids you don't kind of get them and you're a little bit scared by them so i don't know how like you know if you've if you've not seen it and loved it from when you were a child of what it's like to watch now you know what i mean for people who kind of go all right yeah it's 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 a it's it's a goonies ripoff it's a horror goonies well that's you know what i mean yeah
0: that's just just the sticky nature of nostalgia you know what
1: i mean yeah, so, yeah but you know totally. i would say monster squad holds up and there are things in that movie that i didn't appreciate until you know like last year when yeah, i watched it
3: yeah 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 like yeah, one totally. is
1: um uh, while dracula is hunting down a young boy he uh brings dynamite to his house and blows it up now i always thought that was just kind of a cool movie thing until i watched it with one of our reviewers dan who pointed out of course, Dracula's gonna have dynamite because he—they weren't gonna invite him in the house, so he just fucking blew it up. Yeah, but you know, it's yeah, not—they not. don't actually totally. say that in the movie. It's—it's it's brilliant writing. It, it really is. I'll give it a go. Uh,
0: fantastic,
3: man.
1: From
0: what Absolutely. I and uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Frankie and His Pals. Oh yeah. Which I think are—are
7: uh, are you guys familiar with Frankie and His Pals? Only from you guys talking about it. It—it yeah. it was gone on the Severn site. And um, when the you know they the had a big sale and the site went down, by the time it got back up, it was gone.
0: I think so. didn't they re- re-release it?
7: I don't know.
1: We we, we got to do something for Zombie King, though. We yeah. got to get it out there.
0: We, <laughs> we got to figure it out. So essentially, Frankie and His Pals is sort of a bizarro ripoff of Monster Squad. Yeah, it's right. kind of a
1: loosely based. It's kind of a what are we making here? A porno or a kids movie? Yeah, well, it was directed. <laughs> it was directed by a, a, a yeah. porn director, so it's a. Uh, it's,
0: it's well within the vein of Al Adamson in a children's movie, because you've got a guy who he produced these adult films. And so in Northern California in the late 80s, he made a movie where Frankenstein and the Wolfman and the mummy, and they all have knockoff names. Uh, they are uh, stuck in a tomb somewhere in Northern California. and uh, French Gulf. Yes, and uh, they are exhumed from this tomb, and they're trying to, I don't know, win a dance competition? What's going on? I think they're trying to find treasure. Yes, they're trying to find a treasure, and uh, it's a bizarre film uh, that's great.
6: Sounds amazing.
1: That uh, has not previously unreleased until this year. And I think you brought it up because there's also a Frankenstein and a Dracula a, a very different approach, yeah. To the classic horror, <laughs> and game the mum, the mummy has a
0: uh, a parasite that comes out of his belly that uh, tells dirty jokes. It's it's great. Great. Yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> sounds tremendous. It's I'm hot. It down immediately. Oh, it's <laughs> a, a,
0: a, you guys need this movie in your life. We'll, we'll try to figure out a way to get it over there. But uh, yeah, so Intervision released Excellent. that this year. Excellent. All Excellent. right. So uh, how, how are you? Bo- all right. So how? Please tell us how to run a film festival in today's climate because we're still trying to figure out what the fuck to do uh for our end so please tell us how to successfully really
6: navigate these I waters don't think anyone anyone has a a, a good correct answer for that. i think everyone is just hoping things go well <laughs> but no i mean i've this. Go on, Chris, you're going
7: to say something. So, with the whole issue of not being able to go to cinemas and stuff coming up, in the, well, it's more this, you know, when we're trying to show new indie films that are still in the circuit, um, and you've got that difficulty of not being able to take people to a cinema so you, you don't have security and you're putting them online. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much cost involved and set up. And, you know, Microsoft didn't reach out to us to help yeah. <laughs> run this. <Right>. You know? <laughs> I like the, Was it Chattanooga? Chattanooga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so Stu took the decision well, instead of having all these kind of um, super precious. Um, feature films we'll pull back and we'll focus on short films um, horror shorts and we'll also get a, a bunch of extra content the type of stuff that we normally do our, at our event and we'll you know still try and push it as a, a festival of horror um, you know and, and that that's the kind of and that's the events you end up curating with just to try and so we could keep going ahead and keep mm-hmm. kind of put something out there and um,
6: yeah, that's exactly. yeah I mean, it's it's it was it was one of those sort of tough decisions. you know, once once everything's sort of locked down, you're kind of going, oh shit, i don't I don't really know what's happening. so do we do we do we just hold on and see? you know what I mean? And obviously, it got to a point a couple of months ago where it was like, we're gonna to have to just pick whether we <laughs> what's happening here. Do we completely just cancel it, which a lot of a lot of festivals have done, have, have just c- cancelled till next year, or do we, as Chris say, try and get something at least for the uh, for the online for online that we can do? So yeah, it was it was one of those decisions that you've just got to go. All right let's cut let's either do nothing or do something and try and do the something as best as we possibly can yeah. and uh, and i think we've created we've we've curated something that's that's an exciting day of short movies and q and as and you know quizzes and stuff like that so i'm hoping it's going to work i mean i've seen a few i've I, I, I attended the um fry fest digital which was the end of uh, august and I mean, that was that was so well done. You know, like, you can tell that like it was ridiculously costly to put together, but like it was really well done. Everything was kept live. So, you know, you could you you, you, you it was as if you were you were going in the cinema. You couldn't go. The, if you wanted to go to the toilet, you literally had to leg it <laughs> in your own house. <laughs> go to the toilet, piss really quickly. Hope you don't need to go for a poo. You know what I mean? And then come back and not miss too much of the movie. So like that was a full day of doing that. <laughs> but like they, they, the way they did it worked really, really well. But you know, with Frayfest being you know the 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 biggest festival, biggest movie festival in the UK, they've obviously got funds and they better ways to do it. So we just decided let's just go with utilizing Vimeo as a uh, as a streaming platform for us and just go ahead and do and put like a full day of of awesome content for people to watch. And at the moment, you know, we've had a, we've had a bit of another lo- sort of local lockdown in, placed. So it's kind of, people are probably going to be back at home again and, you know, being a little bit gutted. So hopefully we what we do can put some smiles on people's faces. Yeah. And that's yeah. all we can do. So cool.
7: Yeah, local lockdown reinforced that it was such a good idea because we'd organized a short exchange on Massacre 2 next week. And we've just had to cancel that. <laughs> you know so yeah the fest would have been screwed if, if yeah, we hadn't, totally, yeah totally totally
6: um, if we right. kept with it and gone okay and then that would have you know what a couple of weeks before <laughs> before it would yeah. have happened would have just been all right that's it done done till yeah. next year and there wouldn't have been enough time to curate all this and do it so yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird because I don't know how it's gonna go yeah and we're just gonna see how it goes and look at the look at the next day and see if it all went well and people liked it and enjoyed it. And yeah. Enjoyed what we have, what we've showcased for. Them. So what, but, so what's yeah, the, I what's the format? Is it
0: a sort of a VOD a la carte situation, or you've got a, you've got a set timeline. This is airing at this time. And it's sort of a live stream.
6: It's it's, we're not going to do live stream. We, we, what I opted for was to sort of run, showcases throughout the day so say we you know we edit like an hour's worth of shorts together put them on at a certain time so you know we've got a program which you can follow so we start at 12 we finish at 11 uh, p.m and we'll just i will just upload these Showcases to the Vimeo and put the links live, so people will just VOD it really, mm-hmm. and they can watch. They can watch them live with us, which would be nice because we will do our sort of little live interlinks, um, you know, to keep with the community and make it so it's just not people clicking on a link and watching. You know, we're giving a bit of yes, we're here, hello. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, make it more like one of our events, but it's just a digital version of it. So yeah there's this like you know we've got like 6 hour long showcases you know a few Q&As that'll go on for half an hour that type of thing have intervals in between but it will all be to a timed program well I mean as <laughs> uh, if we keep to time we 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 don't normally do very well at keeping to time schedules but yeah it's it's, it's going to act kind of the same as the festival really just not live
7: yeah, and this stuff will be available all weekend. Mm. Okay, so not on the Saturday. Start on Saturday yep. afternoon. It'll be available what till midnight Sunday or till
6: midnight Sunday? Yeah, and so you know, obviously, it's it's not it's not going to be geo blocked, which a lot of the festivals have done, right? Because they need that for the, the for the feature films. Basically, is what they why they do the geo blocking. So ours will be is practically open to anyone, really. So having it for the extra day means people, you know. Uh, anywhere in the world can come and access it if they're however many hours behind they've got the rest of the day to the rest of the weekend to basically catch up and watch
0: so since since the entire festivals really changed did the curation of the films change at all or did you guys uh, submit uh you know uh, the films online was did that change it at all during this process
6: i mean we had uh, we we obviously the 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 submission process stayed exactly the same, and you know until we decided that we were going to go online, that we had to kind of go look. Well, we we know that s- s- feature films are out. There's no way that we can do it. We can't keep you can't keep it safe. We haven't got the protection for it. Yeah. So we had to cancel uh, all the sort of feature films that were submitted to us and just work on picking a load more short. So it did add. You know, because we basically, we have like, we all watch them. We all have a sheet that we all put our scores on and type of thing. So we can just go through the sheet on every single uh, short movie feature film that has actually been given to us. And we just look down the sheet and go, okay, this is scored really well. This is scored really well. This one's good. This one's good. And we sort of just curated that way. But we normally only have room for about 10 to 12 short movies when we do physical because obviously we also have six feature films that right. take up the time. So it was basically going back and looking at, we could open it up more to the shorts. Mm. So it was, you know, we could go, because every every year you kind of go, oh, I've got loads of shorts, and then we have to go, you know, shit, there's ones that we can't show because we just haven't got the time. And that's always the gotten part of, of curating a festival is, you know, People think, I think, you know, I, I've done it. People think, oh, I didn't get selected for that film festival. But that doesn't mean that your film's crap and we didn't select it. It just, you know, most of the time, a lot of festivals just won't have the time. Or the thing, because you get so many. Yeah. You know, we get about 200, 250 to 300 submissions through a year. Wow. You know, in, well, in, the, in the seven to eight months that we're live, that the submissions are live. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to actually kind of go. Okay, well, let's pick some of the ones that probably wouldn't have got into the physical fest. Yeah. And that's where we came. We've got twenty-seven uh, brand new short movies uh, curated for this for this year's fest um, compared to just like the twelve which is cool. So yeah, kids, gives that. I, I, we love short movies, man. We play short movies before all our screenings. We'll play short movies when we have our, you know, our Liverpool horror club festivals, stuff like that. We love them. It's, it's, it's a great format that people don't get to see enough of. Um, so it was nice. That's why we thought this would work. It's, it's a, it's a full day of movies it can range from one minute to, you know, 25 minutes in nice hour long sections throughout the day and yeah i'm hoping it's 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 all gonna work out <laughs> yeah you answered my next
0: question because i wanted to know what what the time frame for a short would be and if you guys changed that at all uh because the festivals <laughs> had to change so like w- with our festival a short is uh, 40 minutes is that right Russ? yeah cut off yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. i think is is rather generous uh, <laughs> and has caused us some great pain in terms of uh, yeah. programming, that, that when you lump yeah, in a yeah. 40-minute, you can't really because uh, uh, a lot of uh, found footage movies are, are rather short in runtime, so
1: you can't really show a 40-minute short before a 62-minute feature.
6: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Uh, now, but found footage, we have highbrow taste, and we're actually uh, <laughs> pu- we're curating against the regular notion of the 90-minute feature, and we're really, we're really <laughs> yeah. trying to make a statement out here, and we're deconstructing the world. Thank you. Yeah, so... <laughs>
7: Now, now, wait! Before, before I like we it. go on, I,
1: like I, I have to ask you: Do you guys have your schedule online? Uh,
7: not yet. Okay, it's, we have we have it. It's it'll be up what Monday probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Then I'll stop looking now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be up Monday, and then that will have everything: where to go, where to watch, all the links, blah blah blah. So it'll just make because we basically we're just going to be we're obviously using vimeo but we're using facebook is a perfect tool to just get that out to the masses you know what i mean so it's it's all the links will be posted in the uh event page that we've got for dead or night this year so let's um, let's oh sorry
7: chris russ i can maybe just send you this right the the list right now if you want to have a look at it okay cool yeah, so yeah. L- let's talk about your lineup. Is there a really a, is there
0: an overarching theme that you sort of stumbled upon uh, w- with your lineup this year, or does it, it cover everything? Or it, uh, were any of these movies filmed during quarantine? Uh, this we did
6: get <laughs> quite a few films that were shot during quarantine. Yeah, and the what? <laughs> yeah we do we haven't picked we haven't selected any that <laughs> done during quarantine to be honest uh cuz we opened up the submission for the for when um uh for when we went into lockdown we just made submissions free for like the 3 months uh and we got like fuck loads like, beyond, yeah. beyond, uh, uh, it, it, it was nearly, even though we were at home, it was nearly like, oh, my God, stop sending them in. It's just, like, <laughs> <gazillion>. <laughs> You know, I'd look at my email, and there'd be, like, 87 new emails of, like, submissions come in in, like, an hour. And I'd be like, Jeez. oh, my God.
7: Yeah, <laughs> the amount of them that weren't horror as well, you know, yeah, that weren't was, following the rules yeah. we, we put out there. You oh, we got rule breakers, to too, over here. And,
6: you every there was just literally a bit of everything that we were watching. It was like, "What? This isn't even horror, dude! What the hell?" Just because <laughs> it's free doesn't mean like just an <laughs> enter <to>
7: anything.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <You're always laughs> you know what I mean? Sick videos sent
7: in.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's always rule breakers. I mean, we have very strict <laughs> guidelines on ours. I'm telling you, Russ, how many how many films a year? It features too. Where it's like, this is, yeah. do, are you not reading?
1: Yeah yeah like it's just a regular narrative and normally it's our first submission every year it's just somebody yeah. who every did time
6: every <laughs> single time no one reads anything. <laughs> read anything anymore do they you know what I mean if it's not in the first like ten if it's not in the first ten words yeah or something it's it's done they're not bothered they'll just be like yep submit submit submit." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, so th- the films that you've got are these um are these up and coming uh, filmmakers that you guys are going to keep your eye on
1: like what what can we expect uh, from this year's lineup. Yeah, do you have any that you want uh, to highlight?
6: Um I mean there's I mean cuz there's so there's so many this year, you know what I mean with like you know with the whole 27. I think I think there's I, I think for me as the uh, the lockdown is a uh, sort of like you said before, was is there any sort of theme or anything? I don't think there's I don't think there's a, a running theme, but for me, I, I was kind of a bit, you know, I'm a bit gutted. I'm sitting at home, and it's, you know, it's, it, it. there's a pandemic on, and it's it, it, It's a bit grim outside, and the world's a bit grim. So I wanted something a little bit fun. Uh, that, so, so any of the fun horror shorts that were coming up were really striking me, you know what I mean? So I think this year, there's, there's quite a lot of, not so much comedy horror, but fun. You know what I mean. There's not sure. a lot of depressing stuff. Is not, co- you know what I mean. I think it's just one of those how how it's how it's come how we're all feeling at this moment. Um, we have done for the past like few months, and I think that's like shown itself with the things that we've selected, as we kind of want a little bit of fun to be had. You know what I mean, and that's why I think uh, I didn't really. You know I'm not to say that it wasn't awesome that people went out and shot and shot movies in the quarantine but I didn't I wasn't I wasn't looking for something to show me that was the same as what I'm living at this moment if you know what I mean if that makes sense. Some counter
0: programming from what we're getting from old Donnie and Boris.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? What the fuck is Donnie and Boris? Thomas Boris Johnson and Donald Trump. Oh, crazy. thanks okay, for joining okay. us, Russell.
6: <laughs> Show from the 60s. <laughs> Donnie
0: and
1: Boris is pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was another cop drama. No, it's, from the BBC. New, it's the new okay. d- uh, DeLille and Pasco <laughs> spinoff. And Boris <laughs> <In laughs> and the world. <laughs> okay, guys. So we really. So- I I think this is a great opportunity to um, really sell Dead of Night to America. We're going to try and get all our listeners to tune in here. Now, there are two things I'm really concerned about. One, all of your events, you work in great bonus content. Like what you had Lee Hardcastle out there doing a plasticine workshop. Are you going to be doing a lot of uh, like added stuff like Q&As or anything with your film fest? Or QAnons. Or QAnons. (laughs) (laughs)
6: QAnon. We're going to have a dedicated QAnon section (laughs) with all the greatest conspiracy theories. No, no.
7: Sorry, Sasha only told me about QAnon today. She sent me (laughs) loads of links. I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) It's
6: it's the the crazy of the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy of the crazy. But uh, it's i literally lost what i was saying no, no, yeah no, sorry yeah talking about- it, we've got we've, we have got bonus content we haven't got any we haven't we did we, we didn't do we haven't got any live bonus content that's that's the thing that i was always a bit worried about doing online uh, with you know just i've never done it before i didn't want to run something that possibly may have sort of done this uh, it, uh, 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 right you know what I, mean? yeah. and I know it's not like it was but, but I can never trust like my own like internet to just not be an arsehole on the day <laughs> <laughs> and like and that would be the worst I would hate to, I would hate to try and watch a Q&A that was probably quite informative yeah. just it <clears throat> stopping and starting constantly so yeah, yeah, we we have we've got content live.
7: Yeah, we've had yeah. those live and it's painful, you know.
6: Yeah, it is. It's super painful and you just kind of it, it was like no, let's just keep it to, uh pre-recorded. So we've got Q&As, we've got Q&As from like basically the up and coming uh UK filmmakers um and we just wanted to I wanted to basically because we've got we, it would be nice to have Q&As with a lot of the people that we've got for short movies but because there were so many you know I thought it would be best let's pick sort of four of the four or five of the uh, of, of the really great UK filmmakers that are working today that are producing really good content and like let's see what you know they've got to say about different you know different aspects of filmmaking and stuff like that so we've we've got four uh, we've got four Q and A's, um, and yeah, they're just going to be shown a lab, sort of alongside the movies, so people can sort of click on, watch a nice Q and A, uh, and watch a little bit of a showcase of their work and stuff like that. But yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, so, 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 How we, did you film them?
6: Uh, oh. We've got, well, Mariam, our, uh, who's, who's in our, who's in the Liverpool Horror Club. She is our sort of go to for. Uh, Doing Q and A's because I'm the worst at doing Q <laughs> like the worst. So like, and like, I, Chris is not much better. <laughs> so we stumble along, you know what I mean? We stumble along, but like, I was like, okay, this is this is gonna, this is, you know, a lot of people are gonna watch this. Um, it's not just the sort of fifty people that we have, sort of when we're live and we could stumble through it, and it doesn't matter. It's like, let's get this done it's just done well so they've sort of she's went out and recorded them uh, through zoom um and she's just going to record herself doing the questions and stuff so it'll be a really well put together edited q a um which hopefully should be cool and informative i've not seen them yet (laughs) i'll just put that i've not seen any of them (laughs) yet because they've not come through to us it's just everyone's everyone's just sort of doing it, it, it it's very last minute it's all good it's all good they would be amazing
7: I mean, we, we should tell you who we're talking to so we've got that um, would help <laughs> that yeah. would
6: help it so, would
7: uh, Charlie Steeds hey, oh don't Wait. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you know, we yeah. just talked to Charlie, You're stealing our talent pool over here. <laughs> no, but I asked got him booked in months ago. <laughs> what that motherfucker? I said, "Hey, do you know the Liverpool Horror Club?" And he was like, "Oh no, I'm not familiar." Now
7: but he notices that night. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, That's what
1: it'll
7: it'll he's 26.
0: Insane. He doesn't know. He just went through puberty last
7: week.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: a child.
6: Yeah, a child that's made about like nine movies. (laughs) So (laughs) many movies,
0: (laughs) he's made so many.
6: It's literally, there's like three a year or something, man. But like, yeah, he's a really good. He's a really good guy, and like, you know, he's one of the ones I think has got a good little story to tell. Like, obviously, you you know.
1: (laughs) All right, yeah. So fuck Charlie Steeds. Who else you talking to? Um,
7: So uh, Charlie's Dark Rift, Dark Temple.
5: I dark, oh, head, okay. But, yep.
6: yes. yeah okay yep yeah dark rift guys are the um are the book of monsters
7: rad yes yeah have you seen book of monsters
6: i have not no oh you need to see them all right you're gonna be yeah, showing it right uh, we're not when we showed it when did it two years last, ago
7: it was last Saturday. yeah it was
6: last night okay yeah. Uh, yeah, we screened it. It's a, it's a British sort of creature feature. Very fun. Big yeah. effects, heavy. Um, I think it's put out by, uh, I think Dread Central have got it. Um, yeah.
7: Well, they, they had the most brilliant Kickstarter campaign for it. Um, you know, when you were a backer, they would say, Right, we've got six kills happening. Do you want it to be this kill, this kill, this kill, or this kill? Or they would like, Right, we've got three monsters to choose from for this part of the script. And they put it out there, and people voted who were backing it. And that's what they put into the film. And it was such a good campaign, it was so clever. Because it really was a, a choose your own adventure. Kind
6: of yeah, way. and you know everyone wants. Everyone was just throwing money at. They said think. you know what I mean? They're like, oh, we can. Well, wait, so we can. We can have the chance of picking the kill or pick how one of the characters dies for like fifty dollars or something. Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? And they made huge amounts of money. Oh, wow. Via this Kickstarter and. They, yeah. they're also really nice guys and they've they, they had a bunch of shorts and uh they had another feature film um under their belts played a fry fest stuff like that so yeah I've just wanted people to see uh, what the uk had to offer you know what mm-hmm. i mean in sort of new independent stuff yeah they're a, great guys yeah. a
0: choose Definitely. your own adventure kickstarter <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that's it. pretty
6: much what it was
1: yeah. Russ, does that uh, that do anything for you with
6: yeah, your no, board game? no, that's rad.
1: And I just I look through all the images on IMDb. I'm sold. I uh, I feel lesser a horror fan for having not seen this
7: film yet. <laughs> so much fun! It's you know I mean you, you enjoyed the barge people so much, and this is that same British indie horror. You know it's kind of you know there's a budget at work that the the pushing as far as they can. But you know it's made because they clearly love what they're doing, um, you know, and, and that's but everything we're showcasing is that same kind of vibe. But um, super super freak media, um, with Stu.
6: Yeah, these guys, these guys are amazing. They do, they basically just do shorts. They haven't, they haven't ventured out into um, into feature films yet, uh, but they've got a whole bunch of like award-winning movies on their YouTube site. Um, also, really nice, hardworking guys, um, and yeah, just another, just another company that was delivering really, co- really good horror content. All the time, you know what I mean? He's a this is another guy where you're like, bloody hell, dude, another one, <laughs> you're making another one, you know what yeah. I mean? I literally like make a film every so well and not that often, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, and they're, they're busy and they're always working and they've always got loads of good, good voice of getting some awesome horror content out there. So, yeah, yeah check them out, check them out. Super Freak Media got some really good. Well, you know, same. It's all it's all low budget stuff, but you know, you can you can just see their heart and the uh, you know the stuff that goes into making this is really good quality. Um, so well worth checking out. Yeah,
7: yeah, and then the other guys were chatting to other from Bloody Cuts. Now they kind of yeah they have a YouTube channel and they just yeah started making horror shorts and the the beautiful beautifully put together pieces you know there were so often yeah creature features but you know and all just trying to use different ideas there there was one was it called the birch yes you know and the imagery from that um it was like a a tree ent, kind of demonic entity and i think is it all that picked them up
6: um It was Crypt TV. It was
7: Crypt TV. Yeah, and that became their ident, and it just went everywhere after oh, that. Yeah. And That's all the like, stuff, all the stuff's excellent. But you know, what what the, the,
6: the birch wait, the, the birches, they, you know, they started out doing basically. They wanted to make thirteen short movies, and that was you know, like ten, twelve years ago or something. And that was that was their goal. Let's make thirteen movies um and the birch was their biggest one uh, by far you know millions and millions and millions of views uh and it actually got picked up for a um for a facebook one of the facebook watch series if yeah. you've ever seen any of the facebook watch ones um yeah and it got picked up by you know uh, the american americanized it basically and i've turned it into a turned it into a show that these guys are like they're the cream of the crop for me. I don't. I don't know why they haven't. Someone hasn't handed them buckets and buckets of money and been told to go make feature films. Because like every, even at like five minutes for some of their shorts, they don't go on for a long time. They, you can see that there's features could be made of every single one of these. You know what I mean?
7: Did, did they not do a promo piece for like was it Snapchat or something or there was yeah
6: a- uh, yeah it was Snap I think it was Snapchat they they get picked they get picked up everywhere they do stuff for one of the uh, for one of the big um, I was at Thorpe Park one of the big amusement parks here in in the UK sure you know because sure. they're so good at like doing horror they know their horror uh, and they they're just working constantly always having really good stuff but we've tried to get them. Uh, a lot of our events and they just they're always working yeah. the, or you know so this was a really good opportunity to be able to you know everyone's at home so they, <laughs> they, they got yeah. roped into it they couldn't say no this time
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so boys let's talk about the ever imminent and painfully unknown future
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like and the the question <laughs> right that i know that my question has no answer because we don't know but so is this this uh version of the festival sort of a test of what to look for going forward because uh, i are cinemas open over there for you guys or are they still shut down
7: the- I saw Bill and Ted a couple of days ago, <laughs> so they're open briefly, but like, okay. yeah, we've just had a local lockdown announced. Mm. Um, so there's a curfew at 10 o'clock for venues.
6: Um, yeah,
7: I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, hey, yeah.
6: yeah. It's it's imminent, just the people are going as well. That's is, the, the other yeah. thing, isn't
7: it? Yeah. Imminently, things are changing, but, I mean, long, long-term – you know, I think what we do, you know, works in person. You know, we, we're we so fond of sitting together with an audience. You know, you, you use must feel that. You do the same thing. You know, and there's so much you get from being with the crowd. When yeah, it's the personal you know, approach. Put it, yeah, you, you've put this thing in front of them and you want them to feel how they react. Sure. No, absolutely. And I, I think that
0: we look. I think all across the board. That's what we want. We want to get back to that. However, we do we (laughs) we do need to you know pivot to some degree, and I think that the online component may stay for a while. And so for you guys, and this is the first time you're getting you know. International exposure Um, You know As you said You're you're not putting A VPN lock on it Anyone can access So So it That's great And that That's something that um, You know Your festival didn't have Before And that's something That we're thinking About as well So you know If all goes well You know You've got uh, This to To help promote The brand And help promote The festival So you know Obviously I think That you know We all want to go back To a To a theater setting But I Mm -hmm. think that You know You put in the work And you put in the time and you figure out the whole different animal of the online component and i think that that can absolutely strengthen you know uh, uh, the brand
6: mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely uh, you, you're totally totally right i mean i was like the, my missus was saying to me last night she was like so you know if this goes well is this something that you would want to run alongside you know if, if 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 it did get back to normal and we, we were all good would it be something that you would run alongside it would you look at you know if it's we're still in a, a point of where no one could go to the cinema is it going to be would you keep doing that as a as a as a live thing and i i, I think we would because it's it's you know we we it's a as Chris was saying, it's very community based and I know that this now opens it up to everyone so our community can now grow into a world community if this, you know, really takes off. So yeah, I think I think it would be something that we would discuss and maybe be able, this is the first go, this is the trial, yeah. this is let's see how this works. Let's see if we can pull it off. Let's this see yeah.
7: You learn lessons doing yeah. it, Charming. of yeah. course.
6: That's yeah. the way that you learn and if we found something that needed to be better i mean i would love to run feet if, if if we did have to stay in and we we now live inside and we never have to go outside ever again and you know it's like post apocalyptic times out there and we if we could just be in here i would love to have features alongside you know and that's i would love to maybe look at a different platform see if i could because we're running this everything's for free you know what I mean, we we had a lot, of most of our submissions were for free, we've had you know, we're running this whole thing for free, so it's not really generating a whole lot of money for us to be able to use platforms that are secure enough to yeah. have the features so that would be something I think I would definitely want to do for next time, if that's an option that we have to look at, but as well, I mean, even if we do go back in to cinemas, I think you know, you're right. There is there's this. P- I see online, especially from when I was at, at Fright Fest or when I was at the So Home Festival, that people do, you know, not a lot of people come out. Not people not uh, like to go out to festivals. They like the online part of it. And it could be something that a lot of festivals going forward, even if it gets back to normal, may keep as it's a separate entity of itself that delivers content to the masses that don't want to come and socialize you know we we've all got our we've all got our issues you know what i mean a lot of people that just don't like to socialize they don't want to be you know they don't want to be out and obviously the same with you know our, our our venue can only hold like you know 80 people so being able to get the dead of night to a larger crowd well wide crowd is something that would be awesome so i think i would definitely think about running something that if we got back to normal alongside it as well you know maybe something like you know we 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 be able to show a lot more shorts that have selected that we wouldn't you know you can get selected for the 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 physical part and then you've got you know we can open it up and we have more and we have been able to get people's more stuff to people's eyes sitting at home which is what we're about is getting people to see these movies that's that's (laughs) my that's what i want to do i'd like to socialize with people i'd like to have it on a big screen and thingy but in theory uh we're here to spread the love of all these awesome people that are putting their time and money and blood sweat and tears and from their movies. Into people's faces, so they can see them, and that makes me happy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think the digital. I think I think what's happening now could easily change the way that festivals look at how they run their businesses. I mean, Frightfest, they they did a digital. They're now doing a um, uh, they're doing a physical, uh, socially distanced physical. Uh, Four days uh, in the end of October but they're also doing another digital to run alongside it so mm. it's already kind of happening that I think they yeah okay there's going to be people who are going to go out because they are going to go out they're, they're they're of that mentality okay we'll go out we'll go to the cinema we'll wear a mask it's fine you know blah 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 but then there's also the people who are a little bit scared by it and who don't want to go out who don't want to chance it and who, or who are ill or blah blah blah, blah. and they've got they've got their way to watch it too, which is cool. You yeah, know what yeah. I
7: mean? In, in location. You know, it's like I ha- I haven't been at Fright Fest. I haven't got, you know, a week to spend in London.
6: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Super uh-huh. pricey too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we, we just learned today that uh, Fantastic Fest is doing uh, th- their whole thing for free. Is that right, Russ? Yep.
6: Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that the other day.
0: Yeah, what has what Tim Lee got up his sleeve? What's going on there? <laughs>
6: Because I think it's it's uh, I I think the, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's if it's free like a little bit later or it's free for a little bit and then it's pay. I'm not too sure. There's something that I don't quite understand about the way that they're doing it because I was looking <laughs> at it. There's a I carrot and like, a stick somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. You
1: all it need to remember: if it's free, the you're the product. It's <laughs> advertising. <laughs> It's the fucking Illuminati, okay, QAnon. Of course, I
6: know yeah. what you've been watching. <laughs>
1: A lot of YouTube.
6: QAnon, <laughs> 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 QAnon. Russ, you got it. So, you got
1: any closing <laughs> thoughts for the boys on no, this year's fest? I just again, um, what are the dates that Dead of Nights going to take place?
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Saturday the third of October. So four. Well. and the sunday so the third and the fourth of october basically it will be it will be available to view Mm,
1: perfect i just want to pound that home because i know everybody out here in california is going to be tuning in
6: (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) everyone we're going to make sure all all 10 people (laughs) left in our state will be watching (laughs) yeah
7: i mean when when you talk about product, we we've ended up um, putting together one of our gift packs and T-shirts. Um, oh, Chris, hold, tra- uh, hold that up again. Let me take a look. Oh, rad! Look at VHS that VHS box. You know, it's yeah. You know, we we do these gift box all the time, and it's there's so much stuff in it we can't get it closed.
6: So, <laughs> uh, Stamp on them.
7: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just that idea that you know we can try, we can get them into people hands while they are watching the event so during the event we're, we're talking to people um, you know the, we can engage with them with some of the product in the pack you know there's like a and um, there's like a, a drink pouch there's all sorts of bits and pieces but it's just so at home on the day you've got your lanyard you've got your t-shirt you've yeah. got your merch you know and it's just to try and r- bring the physicality to Sitting at home watching some stuff on your telly, Um, you know,
6: instead yeah, of just... it brings the festival to you rather than you're just sitting at home. You know what I mean? Right, you for, for sure. Home, but at least you've got something that you would get at one of the events.
7: Make it, it as immersive
6: as possible, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's,
7: yep. it's, yeah, try, trying to do what we can just to reconnect with the community, really, you know? Um, now, how do we pick up one of those? The, um... I'll, I'm putting together the T-shirt to arrive in the next couple of days, so I'll be sending you some. Oh, awesome.
1: Now, now for <laughs> people n- not privileged <laughs> like us to do a podcast and have great <laughs> guests like you that love to give us gifts, um, <laughs> how, how do other people get a hold of them, and what kind of price point you got? And are they available uh, internationally?
7: Yes, yes, uh, but shipping is, goes up a bit. Uh, so, website is www.twoheadedsnake.co.uk, and there's a shop on there, and there's a dead and night link that'll have a dead night page that has all. Well, by the time people hear this, <laughs> it'll have all the yeah, information, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the schedule, every everything we're doing. But yeah, there's a, a web shop on there. So the VHS pack and which it doesn't have a VHS in. It's just a box <laughs> with full of
6: with goodies. Um, you don't need a VHS when there's all sorts of awesome goodies inside 100%. the VHS. 100%. Well,
7: when I say to people, we've got a VHS pack, they'll open it up, and they're like, where's the tape? <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, so the price point, the, the pack in a T-shirt is 20 quid. And international shipping is £10 um so yeah it's 30 30 pound for the whole bundle uh for anyone in the states or you we can ship in the flat rate of 10 pounds If number of people order them to one address it all comes through uh, one shipping charge oh awesome yeah
1: yeah Yeah. all
7: right but yeah um can i just so i know we've kind of moved on from this can i just ask about Creepy Clark. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> he's locked away right now, but uh, yeah. I can certainly get word to him.
7: <laughs> I'm kind of a bit in love with him.
0: <laughs> well, he's, he just Clark. hit on Randy today. So. Yes. Uh, creepy Clark is yeah. uh, slowly evolving, Chris. Uh, today I decided uh, for Creepy Clark to um, hit on Randy yeah. uh, no to reading. make him very uncomfortable. Is, and mission accomplished.
7: Is he around? Stu hasn't met him. <laughs> I'm lost.
1: All right. do you want to open the door? Let him no, in? I don't know. I don't know. Should we Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. We we have to We have a little dungeon door over here in the closet that's under the carpet. We got to pull it up. Give me a minute. Here we go.
0: I've been summoned. Hello. I was I was making a soufflé.
3: <laughs>
0: Chris, I he- I heard that you wanted to speak with me.
7: I've been enjoying your stories, Um, and I think you're a very charming fellow. Oh, thank you so much! My view count tells a different story, but
0: I I do appreciate when, uh, you know, the uh, you know the the real people of the world, not the agents, you know, not these not these gatekeepers that don't understand, you know, that I've got a talent, that I'm an undiscovered national treasure.
7: I, I said I have sent a story for you. Oksana has it. Yeah, oh. I believe uh, next
1: week I'll uh, I'll give that to you. Creepy.
7: Oh well, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I ju-
0: I'm just glad for this limelight. You know, you've kept me in the cellar for far too long.
1: It's been far too long. <laughs> All right, Chris, are you done with him? <laughs>
6: I'm glad I've met him.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, Stu, it's still it's a pleasure.
0: I've heard I've heard so many things about you. You know, you you haven't been on the show for so long. Also, you need to know that my accent changes. Yeah, creepy. You from <laughs> Go, uh, you, you oh, from you New York? Shit, what, what, what the hell? hell? Hey, Creepy's turning to Bill Lustig for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that creepy. <laughs> All, right. All right, Well, thank you, thank you so much, boys. I'm gonna head back to the cellar.
6: <laughs> Bye, creepy. See you later. Yeah. Nice
0: you. <laughs> All right, he's gone. Yeah, the accent changes. <laughs> it's it's something he's working on. You know, he's uh he's got multiple personalities. He's he's uh, you know, he's bored down there as a gimp. You know, you don't you got a lot of free time. So I think yeah. that uh, you know, he's he's experimenting with voices.
7: You know what he did sound like? Oh, is it Daniel? What what's that? Unbreakable glass. Glass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
7: Uh, one of his
3: personalities.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, boys, thanks so much uh, for dropping in. Again, it's been far too long. Let's do it again here soon. And uh, Dead of Night, man, it's great. Uh, October 3rd and 4th, it's a full weekend.
6: 27,
0: 26, how many we got? 27.
6: 27. 27. For
7: free. For
6: free. For free. (laughs) It's bananas. Um,
7: and the bedtime story.
6: Yes, yes, <laughs> you cannot forget that it comes with two bedtime stories, two twisted bedtime stories.
7: Yeah. What? A- <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs>
0: two bedtime stories. Is Adam Sandler showing up. <laughs> uh,
7: <laughs> I don't know that reference. Uh, but he and made I, a film called what? Bedtime Stories, Chris. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I dude, I
1: Chris mainstream
6: for Chris. Yeah, and me and get
1: I
7: love it. He has, who the fuck's Adam Sandler?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, one of our regular performers, Thaddeus spent, He tells terrifically weird tall tales and he's um, recorded a few, a co- couple of bedtime stories that we're going to play but that we're going to end the night on um, they're, they're, they're beautiful yeah. <laughs> they're beautiful and strange yeah.
6: And you'll uh, yeah you'll love it, definitely love, love it
0: Well, Chris, <laughs> Stu, thanks so much uh, for hanging in there with us man we apologise for the delay on that, we greatly appreciate y'all's flexibility and anytime oh. man